Welcome back to episode number 60 of the Fellas Podcast. And today we are joined with the lovely Nathan Dye, everyone. Wow. <laughs> Look, the crowd has gone okay, wild. wild. How are you, boys? Amazing. You all right? Yeah, I am. Good, man. Yeah. Well, well, Trip's seen better days, uh, to be fair. Yeah, you could just hear it in my voice. Yeah, I'm good. You know, you've got to let the people know, why do you sound like you've just come off a 10 I went out last night, but it was like a secret Santa thing that had been arranged the day before a podcast. I was like, oh, nightmare. It's almost up a goal at 1am. And, I didn't. And, and what time did you actually get home at? I like to tell myself it was three. Lux is telling me it's more like five. It, it was five because I got a text at four thirty from you. Yeah. So it definitely wasn't three. Yeah. What was the text saying? Uh, no, it was it was just uh, like oh, uh, video. You still filming at one? He was definitely <laughs> messaging me, hoping that I was like, <laughs> no, was I was it. praying <laughs> that it was cancelled. I was like, yeah. Oh, well, here we on. are. Yeah, exactly. Thank you very much for coming on. Appreciate it. Um, and we always start this off just because we have such a wide variety of guests yeah. and our audience are from all different places. They'd love to understand what exactly you do. Me and Chip, we know what you do, yeah. but yeah. the people listening might not know. So if you could give us a quick rundown. Yeah, I would say it's obviously music. Um, I'm a DJ primarily, uh, bringing out music. You'll obviously know some of the tunes that we'll probably Absolutely. talk about later on. And just generally work within the music industry and um, put on events and, yeah. and do a load of stuff that's just musical. Musical. Yes. You're a musical. You know, in school, yeah. You know, in school, when you'd have music, I was so, like, so far from talented in that class. They actually told me to drop it. Did you play the, you were on a triangle. You remember the triangle? Yeah. Oh, well, I, I, I was going to say, remember the keyboard that you used yeah. to have? And yeah. you just press the button. And, and it, it just like, plays DJ, for you. DJ. Yeah, yes. Nice. Do you remember that? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's all I used to do. But I, in music, I was rubbish in music. I tried doing drums and trumpet and uh -huh. all that and just couldn't. But um, Was, it, was there an, one instrument that you were like, actually, I'm... I'm feeling myself with this, or we no, just no, like, no, no, nothing. It was just in in my school when you did drama, music, or PE, it was an excuse to just play up, dick around. Yeah, so I would we would just mess around and just wind up the the teachers, and, um, you know, which was at the time funny. Yeah, probably yeah, looking yeah. Back a bit mature, but it was great. But yeah, we used to have these keyboards, and everyone was just messing around, pressing it. But then when the D, when the teach when the DJ would turn around, <laughs> when the teacher would turn around, you'd all do it, and then see if you'd get caught doing it. Right. Um, Pretty geeky, really. Back. No, but I remember like the teacher would always. Um, we actually had a, a music teacher that uh, left the cr uh, class crying because people would play these things. So you know, everyone would have an instrument. She'd turn around to write maybe like a musical note on the yeah. board, and someone would just like play it. And then yeah, they would do that Get game gutted. of who 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 did it, and they turn around like who did it. Why do music teachers always take it so serious as well? Mad it's serious. It's like Beethoven. Like they're trying to like create uh -huh. the next whatever. And I'm just like, come on. Like we, we all know between us, this is just a bit of a piss up this lesson. Yeah. And um, they just take it too serious. But love to all the music teachers out there, obviously. But um, So not yeah. so at school, not necessarily. No, I'm not, I don't come from a musical family. I don't come from a musical background at all with my school or anything. It was just a fascination with DJs and like going to family parties and seeing one guy or girl in control of the vibe of the whole room. That's mm -hmm. what I was like obsessed with. I was thinking everyone's here for a party, yeah. but that one person is actually holding all the keys because you can either make this night shit or amazing. And I, I thought that's actually a really powerful position to be in. Uh -huh. And maybe I was seeking power. Oh, um, wow. Oh, we got to go. But no, obviously I was just thinking that would be amazing to actually yeah. be in control and make sure you make the night as good as possible. And the DJ really holds that kind of skill. Because yeah. we, we, we've got a friend, uh, Theo Baker, and everyone knows you do not give him the okay. ox at any point is he, during is the he, night. Is he bad then? Yeah, so he's he, he just bad. ruins the vibe. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. He'll just put on some yeah. shit music. You've always got that one mate that 
if you're in the car, you either give them the orcs or don't give them the yeah. orcs. And I think um, for me, it was wanting to be the person that he was like, oh yeah, put the tunes on, Nave, you get the party. Going. Yeah, okay. So that's where the, the fascination for music came from. It was just yeah. going to parties and seeing it and thinking, I want to be that person uh-huh. rather than coming from like a family that, you know, traditionally, you know, does drums or piano or whatever, and they pass it on to their children. I was just, yeah, it was just me going to parties, basically. Right. And, and what did it first start off with you on the, on the iPod? Whipping it around, pick, well, picking a tune. It was, it was probably before oh. them days. Um, it was more like just, yeah. Remember that, the little MP3 yeah. thing? Like, of course. The, the little the sticks. Little yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those are classics. And um, obviously I started just on CDs and stuff. So it was a nightmare. But but yeah, it was for me, I remember the early days when I didn't have decks. When I would do parties, I'd have two like CD players. And then when one of them finished, I'd click play on the other one. So <laughs> Amazing. So there was no gap. Um, yeah. And yeah, that's kind of how it started. So yeah, it's not the usual musician way into into things. Into the, yeah. I what age? What age did you start doing that? Then what? I was like eight, eight, nine years old. What wow. eight, nine years that's old? You you were boys. rocking up with the CD. Well, no. When I was eight, nine years old, that's when I discovered like the passion for it. Yeah. Right. Um, and then I was just figuring out how to masturbate at that age. I think. <laughs> what <laughs> eight? How did it go? Yeah. No. Uh, no, nah, I don't want to know. Nah, nah, eight, about eight, the right eight is way too early, man. Is that's like, that's I feel like, like that was when nah, I was. Nah, you're playing with Lego and shit. Mm. At eight. No, I don't think you are, bro. Yes, you definitely can't. No, it's, that's way too early. <laughs> really? Do you think that, shit, does, like that shit does not start until like um, secondary school? That's well. well, like 12, 13. Unless, unless I was late to the party. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You found out late, bro. I, I don't know. I feel like eight. Okay, maybe eight is a bit too young. Maybe like 10. Maybe at 10. <laughs> but no, yeah, I'd say it was... Um, Sorry, we went off topic yeah, there. Off topic a little bit there. <laughs> um, I would say, look, I was, I was eight or nine when I really discovered that I liked it. And then when I was like nine for Christmas, mum and dad got me some like decks yeah. um, and started playing with them. But then when I was going to parties and stuff, I started doing parties for like families, yeah. um, like my own family and cousins and stuff when I was like, yeah, 10, 11. And then That's went into so doing sick. like school discos when I was like 12. So you've actually been doing it for a long time because I yeah. feel like a lot of people, and I'm going to be perfectly honest with you because it crossed into my mind as well, is you look at a, a, a DJ or yeah. DJs and I think I could do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Seriously, I, I used to, I used to look at him and go, "Yeah, I could do that. Why don't I just become a DJ?" Yeah, like literally, as if it's it not. was a matter of two weeks, and I'd be a DJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But actually, I think what it is is, I think you could do that. Right. Um, I think when you, it's like riding a bike. I think when you learn the basics of DJing, you don't really forget them, and you can do an all right job. But I think to be a good DJ and a top DJ, it's having the experience yeah. and like the experience of being shit. And being booed off and playing. Well, have, you, have you been booed off? I've not been booed off, but obviously there's been. I've DJed, I'm 27. Yeah. So here we go, quick maths. I've been doing it for like 15 years uh-huh. um, at a level that's quite professional, I'd say, like doing it in bars and clubs and stuff. So obviously across that journey, there's been nights where you've cleared the dance floor. You've had people yeah. like, oh, get off me. Like, you shit. Like, you, you have that. Put me on. Put me on. But I would never, ever change that because that is everything led me to the moment that mm-hmm. we're in right now. And that's just because you can chuck me in a situation now and say, get on with it. And in front of thousands of people, the experience I've got, I know what to play, what not yeah. to play. And um, that's, I think, why I succeed on like a, on a live level at festivals and stuff, because I, I never plan a set, which people do find mad. I just Re- go, I go Wait, in, really? never plan a set ever. What, wow. even, you were doing, because I, I saw you, Wing I it. think it, was it, was it Reading you were yeah, at this yeah. year? Yeah, Reading Leeds. I, I rocked up to that. And yeah. so you're telling me. Didn't plan a set. I didn't even know the first song I was playing till about two minutes before I went on. And, and so what wow. makes you, how do you, how do you judge that? I will play a, I'll judge the crowd from the DJ who's on before me. 
and work out what they've been going going up for and not not so much. So now I would carry on from what I think would work. And then it's like a journey. So I feel like if I if they're vibing to that certain genre, because I play a lot of different genres. So like I'll play house, drum and bass, hip hop, bass line, everything. And it's just like, it's, it's weird because you can't really explain it. It's just a journey. And if I see that, you know, you can never please 100% of the of crowd. Of course, yeah. But as long as, you know, 80% of them are vibing, mm-hmm. you've got them in the palm of your hand. So it's playing that music, then trying to slowly transition to another genre for me um, without losing their interest. And I think the good thing is with my sets is, were you at Reading Leeds? Yeah, I was at, I think it was the Reading one. Yeah, I, yeah definitely doing good. Yeah, yeah so you, you might have seen a, a glimpse of the fact that I'll go from one extreme to the other in different yeah. genres. And that's what excites the crowd because they're like, what's he going to play next? Did, one bomb I don't that. know if that's a good idea though. What, have you got bugger in yours? Got, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm, I'm on, getting bro. all you're beating we're tra- me. We're training. Should we, should we down it? This yeah, yeah, we'll go down it. Should we down it? For Christmas. Yeah, for Chip. You know what's going to be in about two minutes, he's going to he's gonna be like, I'm gonna I need go to go to the toilet. This is going to be like, I was going to be like that fucking Nathan Dorr. Oh my days. Oh, Chip is actually not making it. Fair play. Oh, for fuck's sake. Why is that? Why have we just done that? Back in the game, look, look, he's alive. He's buzzing. He's, 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 he's got his colour back. It's just a whoop. Amazing. Wow. Right. But yeah, you're all right then, yeah? Helps. You're okay. Oh, no, no, yeah. no. For now. For now. <laughs> we'll see. But yeah, no, to conclude, I, I play everything yes, and it's just exciting. And um, I think the experience I gained from having shit shows yeah. really helps now. It's so like part think, of the process. Yeah, it's, it's part of the process. And I think, you know, some people maybe that have just discovered me will think, oh, they've, you know, they've just popped out of nowhere. And I understand that because you've popped into the commercial scene from, right. from nowhere. But I think when they come to shows, they're probably shocked at how good it is, I think. But that's only because of how much experience there's been. Yeah. So you know what? I think you can tell when you come to one of my sets that it's someone that knows what they're doing. They've done it for a long time. Yeah. Um, and that's just from, yeah, a long time and just wanting to do it from a, from a young age. What is your like favorite thing to do? Is it is it the shows? Oh, sorry, is it yeah? Is it like your own shows? Um, is it club nights? Is it festivals? Yeah. What is what do you get most excited for? I I prefer the DJ inside of, of yeah. my career. So um, playing out and and kind of I would say to be more precise, I would say festivals like Reading and Leeds for me was definitely like a highlight. That was class. You had such a big crowd at, at Reading. I was there incredible. like, holy, I didn't quite realise. Yeah, yeah. How, how it was incredible. It, I mean, it took me by um, surprise because obviously I was already at a, a big level before lockdown and doing yeah. all these festivals. But during lockdown with all the hits that kind of went mad, I got this new wave of fan base and I've not had a chance to experience it because we've been in a lockdown. Yeah. So Redden and Leeds for me was the first time where I was like, wow, like... This is mad. Well, you've, you saw it yourself. People yeah. were not... You couldn't get in the tent and there was just villa scarves everywhere. Mate, it was class. And I was just like, wow. Such a good like, vibe. I've never experienced that before. So for me, that was a moment where I thought, okay, wow, like that was pretty crazy. You're onto something here. Yeah, so... um it's it's weird, but like you say, it's 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 fun. But for me, the DJ side of things and festivals, especially, yeah, it's just like a mad. It's the only thing I can compare to like scoring a last minute winner for your football team. Yeah. it's just like a sustained adrenaline. Mate, this is what I'm set. saying. So obviously, I mean, you know him well, but uh, JJ, this was the first time or KSI is. This is the first time that uh, he's really done like uh, proper like yeah. live 
uh, to festivals and things like that. And when he went out there and I, I saw the crowd that, that had him there and I was there like, wow, to be in that moment, to yeah. look out for, for him as well and just think all these people are here yeah. because of you and they're going to sing along to words and that you've either word written word, or the songs. That must be one of the craziest feelings. It's, it's overwhelming. Ever. It's overwhelming. And I think, it's, especially for, for KSI, he, a funny story is, when Lighter was, you know, just before it was about to come out, I was around his and we were just talking about the tune. And um, he had never at this point had his tunes played on radio. Yeah. He'd never done festivals or anything like that. So he, I remember him saying to me, you know, I, I think I was saying to him, we're going to get booked at so many festivals off the back of this. And he just didn't believe me. No. He was well, like, he, really? Yeah. I was like, bro, trust me. I was like, you'll probably get booked for them now anyway. I yeah. said, but with this tune, how confident I am, trust me it's going to go off. And then obviously since Lighter with all the other hits he's had, and now to see him on like the main stage of Reading and Leeds, I'm thinking literally 18 months ago, I remember the conversation where, not saying he didn't believe in himself, no. but he probably didn't think that he would get to a stage that he'd be there. But I was like, definitely, definitely will. But he wow. didn't actually believe so it So could right you see now. that beforehand? Yeah. You were there like, I he's think, just... Yeah, I think obviously we all know he's very humble. Yeah. And I don't think he sometimes realises what he achieves. Um, and I think he has now with the yeah. music career, but I think when we did Lighter, I think it's fair to say, and I think he'll agree that the music industry at that point probably didn't accept him. Yeah, because yeah. definitely not. With Lighter, it was the first commercial record. The, the deal for Lighter was done before he'd even dropped Houdini. Yeah. So to a lot of the um, music industry, he was just a, a YouTube rapper yeah. at that time. So people would say, you know, it was a massive risk, Nathan. I was like, it was, it was a risk because you never know what's going to happen. But I said to my management when we asked JJ, if it sounds right, I don't care of his history, his past, where he comes from. If it sounds right, we'll go for it. Yeah. And then when the verse came back, I was on Call of Duty at the time yeah. in lockdown. Yeah, oh, man. And this year was Warzone. <laughs> yeah, was Manager texts me like, yo, listen to it. I don't want to say anything yet, but just listen to it and give me your true feedback. I goes, all right, one sec. So I paused it, but he died camping somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> and I listened to it and I was like, I was, I'm not going to lie, I was expecting to not be too impressed. I thought yeah. it was going to be all right. I listened to it and I thought, that was, a, that was a good verse. And I thought, I need a few more listens. Then I was noticing all the innuendos and all this he was putting in it. And I ran manager like, this is fantastic. And they were like, mate, we all think the same. But obviously we were still a little bit, not scared because we all believed in it. But hesitant. We were like, are we really doing this? And I was yeah. like, why not? Like, yeah. what's the worst that can happen? I don't Send care. I, like I say, from my experience of being a DJ, yeah. I've had that, many, that much shit spoke about you and booed off in certain um, situations that I thought, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. And obviously it's turned out to be one of the best decisions ever. But going back to your original point, it was like, I don't feel like JJ really thought his career would take off musically as much as it did. Yeah. And the fact that it has... It's just so nice to see. And then, like I say, even when it, when he brought me out on the main stage at, at Reading, just being behind the scenes and watching him on stage, I was like a proud father. Yeah. I, like, I remember you saying like, what, <laughs> yeah. you think I'm going to get booked for festivals and that? I was like, yeah, yes, yeah, you yeah, are. And sick. there you are killing it on the main stage at the biggest festival in the country. So yeah, yeah big up JJ every time. And he obviously absolutely- I mean, that tune went it, yeah. massive, didn't it? Crazy, yeah. Did it you know, massive. like when you listened to it, you was like, yeah, I think we got a hit here. Did you know that- I think you have, a, you have an inkling. Feedback. You do have an inkling. But sometimes you have that with um, every, Sorry, every tune you put out, you have an element of, um, what's the word? Like- confidence because yeah. you wouldn't put it out if you weren't happy with it 
But with music, it's kind of a gift and a curse. You, you, you don't know what path it's going to take. Yeah. And I think um, with JJ, we were saying like, utilize your fan base more with your music. Because we seemed that he was putting songs out and wasn't probably promoting it in as the way that he should like maximize his, his fan base. Right, okay. And we kind of really tapped into that. And I mm. think that was one of the main reasons that it went so, so well, so quick. But I think, yeah, as soon as I was playing it to friends and family and you get their reaction where it's like, oh, that's actually, that's it's actually good. Yeah. Then you get, you know, very confident. But then it was that first day it came out and everyone was just like anticipating what it was going to sound like. Yeah. And everyone just heard it. And I was getting messages left, right and centre like, yo, this, this is, is a tune. And is... then I kind of knew, all right, we're going to be all right here. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think well, it was the first, first week we peaked number four, number three. I don't know. But it was like, it was, it was an amazing feeling because yeah. I've never even been in, you know, the top 10 before. So to go straight into like number three, that, it was yeah, just like, wow. Unbelievable. Um, and we were so close to number one. Um, it was, I remember so that because we were all waiting in the group chat. Like, yeah. where's it going to go? Where's so, it going to go? So who close. was it at the time that was Mi number Mi one? Mr. Joel Corey. He beat me to it. He was number one. Mr. But he was, he was number one. Not that it lives in your head. Absolutely. <laughs> right. free. Yeah, me, me and but, Joel are, are great mates, but yeah. um, he obviously took over the charts that year with head and heart. Yeah. And, um, there was one week we were slightly close, but still nowhere near. Yeah. But it was nice to be close. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. To be number three, you know, was That's awesome. was incredible. My my question uh, to you is, is: Would you say that is your biggest tune yeah, in terms yeah. of like numbers, or do you have do you have a song that was before? What was what was your biggest song before that one? Dropped? So flowers was before that. That is a banger. Yeah. Thank by you. The way. That peaked at number twelve. But the weird thing is with that tune is it peaked at number twelve but it stayed in the charts for weeks. Yeah. So it was like flirting between number 10 and number 15 for yeah, like yeah. something mad, like 16 weeks. So that little consistent. So it's consistent yeah. listenership. We call, and, um, we call it a, in, in the YouTube world, if you have a video that just consistently gets views, it's called a chugger. A chugger. We had a chugger. So you had a chugger. Flowers with a chugger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. By the way, that, that song live, when you drop that one, um, at Reading, flowers, yeah, yeah. Oh my life, it's crazy, isn't it? Mate, it was crazy. What a tune! It was crazy, man. but no, it was flowers and then lighter. Um, but yeah, I'd say lighter is my biggest tune. Yeah, undoubtedly, just from accolades, Brit nomination, yeah. and everything else that goes with it. Um, but obviously, working with straight after to be able to work with the likes of Anne Marie yeah. and Little Mix, it opens you up to a, another crazy fan base. You went um, a level up. I wouldn't even say level up. Uh -huh. um, I don't want to put people in levels and no, stuff. Course, but, like, but like, it was like, obviously JJ has this massive obsessive fan base. Right. And then you'd say Anne-Marie has the same, but different fans. Okay. And Little Mix have the same, but in a different league. So it was like, you've got three massive, huge fan bases. Yeah. But they're not really crossover fan bases. Does that make sense? But they're all different. Aren't yeah. They? Three yeah. completely different types of people that are all equally as obsessive and like, adore their their idol yeah so to go from back to back with all them three naturally completely put the spotlight on myself yeah. which you know it's completely split if i'm out wherever people come up and say oh tune with little mix amazing or the tune with ksi or really? Anne Marie, amazing. and like it's quite weird because you've got three huge fan bases that all love you for working with their artist yeah but they're all different um, so that just happened by luck. You know, people say, oh, you knew what you were doing there. I was like, we really didn't. Like, it uh -huh. all just fell into place and um, it was incredible. But yeah, yeah, with, with Lighter, because it was all brand new for me at the time, 
to be that successful in the charts. Uh-huh. Every day it was just like, you're waking up, you're excited, you're ringing your label, what's the latest, where are we, really? what's going on? <laughs> and then obviously sick. KSI was equally as gassed. Uh-huh. So he was like, bro, what's going on? I was like, I don't know, but we're number three today. Like, mm. I hope we stay there by Friday. And it was just an amazing time during yeah. a shit time, which was lockdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, well, that was another thing that uh, I was going to say. Uh, when he dropped it, I was there like, oh, this tune is massive. But is it going to be hindered by the fact mm. that everyone's in lockdown? Because I, it, is, it is a tune that you play when you're out and about, barbecues. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's an outdoor it song, helped. isn't it? It helped. We can get geeky with it. And the weird thing is, when the weather was sunny, yeah. we would have a lot more plays. Yeah. So on Spotify, it's called, there's an app called Spotify for Artists. And on this app, you can see real-time plays of mm-hmm. you know right. how many people are listening, where from, et cetera, et cetera. And when it was a really sunny day, you would see the listeners spike. Up. Yeah. And you're thinking, because people are at barbecues, in the garden, at the park. Mm-hmm. When it's raining, it's like down. Yeah. So when you're trying to get that peak position in the charts, you're praying for good weather. <laughs> yeah. Like, to, to, to get back, there. To back please. You wake up, you see the sun's out. You you're literally just think, yes, I'm getting money maybe. today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we are feeling good. Literally. So yeah, it's crazy how, how people react in different ways. But because it's a summer anthem, mm-hmm. I get what you're saying. Because there's no nightclubs, no festivals. You're yeah. thinking, how's it going to go? But I think the fact that the song was so good, it just cut through every barrier. And um, yeah. and yeah, it was amazing. There are certain songs that do that, don't they? Yeah. Where it doesn't really matter the the situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was going to do well. Um, but yeah, I think the first time where I, I thought, wow, this tune is actually going to be massive is, yeah. you know, when you hear it and you're like walking around Westfield and like, putting, yeah, and, like yeah, you that, walk into a shop that's and you hear like, it on the tune. That's when it's certified. When you got it played in Westfield, you've yeah, done it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you made it. It's, um, yeah, for me, like, I, I walked into to JD from the week after it was on. Uh-huh. And I'd never heard any of my tunes in JD. And yeah. I was just like, wow. Like, I, th- I was thinking, have they played that? Because I've walked in. I turn around and no one's even looking at me. I'm thinking, oh, it's just on. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, it's just yeah, on yeah. the playlist. Surely I get free yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm literally stood here. I'll take those pair of boots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you very and much. That, and that gym bag, please. That was one of the moments, yeah, for me. And um, I think hearing it on radio and all that stuff, for me, it was all the first time of it happening. So it was just very weird. But I agree. There's little weird things like that when you hear it in shopping centers or when you get in an Uber and it comes on. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. oh, wow. mate. I do all love it when you hear like fucking JJ's tunes. Like, all JJ's tunes now just yeah, yeah, yeah. They're on when you get in the radio. Oh, yeah. And yeah. It, I just ask him, change it now, bro. I yeah, see him I'm enough. I don't, want, I don't want to actually have to now hear him <laughs> yeah, when I'm yeah, in the yeah, Uber. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, that must be a really, again, like another, you, you mentioned at festivals and things and you see the crowd. But another weird thing, I guess, would yeah, just yeah. be hearing your song yeah, out yeah, and yeah. about. Yeah, no, it is. It is. And like, when you're on the motorway and you're like, you've got Capital on or Radio oh, yeah, One didn't even or think Kiss of that. and it's on, I always look at all the cars around me and think, who's listening to this right now? Because <laughs> yeah. like, you don't know that I'm driving next to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean? So yeah, it's all weird things like that. And even things like when I'm watching TV and they've used it in an advert, I'm like, why has no one told me about this? I'm yeah, yeah, seeing yeah, it yeah. now. And the label's like, oh yeah, we approved that months ago. I'm like, you could have told me. Yeah, so they, don't, they don't tell you when like- <laughs> No, I think because there's that many it's requests. too much, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, there's that many requests that come in. It's just like, yeah, yeah, do it. Yeah. Um, but then when you actually hear it, you're like, oh, that's quite cool. And then you just think, like you said, a bit more money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. As long yeah. as you get yeah, paid, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's not, it's not a massive amount when you sign to labels and stuff. Of but course. it's like, it's still amazing to, to know what, that. It's what label are you signed with? So it's Atlantic, which Atlantic, is a division okay. of Warner. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, in this country, it's probably the biggest label. So it's like incredible to be in the same room as, you know, like your Ed Sheeran's yeah. and Anne-Marie and Stormzy and Tion Wayne. It's like, wow. Like you kind yeah. of, it's a little, a little lad from Burton upon Trent with all these superstars. It is pretty crazy. And um, they're amazing. They are yeah. like, it's really supportive. And when they kind of like scouted 
me at the very start. Um, how how does that work? So is that how it works? You get essentially scouted like you would if you were trying to sign to a prem yeah, team. Yeah. They're out there like, he can spin you? some decks. Yeah. The weird thing is, I was already bringing out a song um, called Cheating. So you've been cheating uh-huh. and telling me lies. So that tune was, we were getting it ready to release. And then my manager at the time got an email from, do you know Rinse FM? Yeah. yeah. Got an email from a Rinse FM account saying, oh, can we have a meeting with... Nathan Dorr and we were like yeah okay and I just thought they're gonna want me to do maybe a monthly show or something so I'm, I'm not gonna lie I, was, I wasn't reluctant to go in but I wasn't super gassed at going yeah. to this meeting so we went to the meeting and they were like oh meet us at the Warner Studios offices I was thinking hmm weird but no worries yeah. and I went there and then I met the guy I won't name him because he, yeah. he's quite private but like I met, I met the guy him and he worked at Rince but he was also and an A and R. He worked for Atlantic. An A and R is a scout. Yeah, yeah. basically a yeah. scout. Yeah, a, yeah, a, yeah. a music talent scout kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. But more than that. But in yeah, this yeah. instance, yeah. Sure. So um, yeah, and then we sat down and we were just talking about my career, and he was talking about how engaged your fan base is, and he's like, "How are you selling out all these venues when you've got no music out?" And he was just interested in that, and obviously I was telling him, and um, then. He was like, I'm hearing you bring your music out. I'm like, yeah, how'd you know that? Because I've not announced yeah. it. And then he was kind of like, well, I actually work for Atlantic and I would love to sign the record. And I was like, why did you email? Like later yeah. on, I goes, why did you email me on the Rinse FM account? It's like, because I didn't want it to get out that labels were after you because I wanted uh, to make sure we got you. Uh, and um, yo, this that's yeah, laugh about yeah. it now. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so I was, as you can imagine, I walked out of that meeting like, what the... Yeah. just happened I was like wow and I think it's a bit like it was about pinch yourself Bowman I was like if I just walked out the biggest record label arguably in the world and they're offering me a record contract I was like wow and then yeah we signed and then it all just went went from there amazing and your like collabs and things like that is that does that tend to would the label come to you and be like we think you should do a tune with xyz um, or is it you going I would like to do a tune with this person there's literally no rules right but okay. with it's usually between the artist and the manager. And then you will work with your A&R to create a song. And then you'll bring that song to the label. And then usually by that time, you know the label's going to like it. Otherwise your A&R wouldn't have like approved it. Right. And then um, then you bring it out. But I suppose it's a conversation really between artist, manager, A&R. The label can get involved as well, but it's really, that's your close kind of circuit. And then like, for, for example, KSI, that was like my manager at the time was like, what do you reckon about KSI? Because we were trying to find a rap feature. Yeah, I was like, yeah, if you can get in touch with him. I was thinking, I don't know how the hell you're going to get in touch with him, but if you can get in yeah. touch with him, let's see. So then he dealt with that side of okay. things. Um, and obviously Anne-Marie's on the same label as me. So that was easy to patch together. Yeah. Um, Little Mix came to us. Their A&R messaged my A&R and oh, cool. said, can we have a session? Um, so like I say, every song's a bit different. There's never like a complete, like the rule list of how you go about it. Um, it's always just, or, I think the, get, the best songs are organically put together. If you try and like construct, if, if like labels think, right, he's hot and he's hot and she's hot. Yeah, let's get them in the room together. together. It won't work. It won't work. work. So um, have, it's all kind of- Have you ever received that? Like, you mentioned that like, you get sent a verse like JJ sent you the verse and you were like, yeah, this is this slaps like this will be great. Have you ever received something back and you've gone, 
stinker. D- this is dog shit. Yeah. Or maybe <laughs> not. Oh, actually, I don't want to say it like that because, uh, uh, you know, but have you ever got something back and yes, you weren't we have, happy yeah, with yeah. it? We have, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and what happened that you just replied? You say, uh, we'll just scrap that. It depends. Like, because it's not st- that, surely that's like a bit of an awkward yeah, moment yeah, no, there. Yeah, yeah very and awkward. That's like me saying, oh, Chip, would you right. mind jumping in my video? He jumps yes. in a video and I go, actually, Chip, mate. Yeah, it didn't work. It didn't work out. I'm not going to put the video out. It's like you're disrespecting someone's work. Yeah, no, it's very hard. And it's the part of the job that I hate. Mm-hmm. And it's with singers and it's with rappers. And it's not so much your oh, your crap. Yeah. Sometimes you've got an idea of how you want it to sound. And if they don't nail that, then it's like, okay, thanks, but no thanks. But that's not saying you're not good. That's just saying, I don't want to tell you how to produce your art. But for this instance, it's not right for what we're after. Yeah. It's more of a respectful way of, saying thanks but no thanks yeah. but there has been there's been situations where we've had verses or and it's just been not been great but like i say that's not down to them that's down to what we were after for that particular song yeah. they'd potentially work on a different song but right. for what we were after it doesn't work and it is a very awkward position yeah, to be in yeah because because your label was like yeah just tell them and manager's like, yeah, just tell him. I'm like, yeah, but I've got to deal with that. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? yeah. Like, and wait, so is it you that tells no, it or do no. you try and be the, like to the manager, the right, la- you go back? The manager will tell him, the label will tell him, but I don't like that. Yeah. I like, if I've contacted you for something yeah. and we're not going to use it, I'll tell you. Yeah. I'm not going to shy away and say, oh yeah, tell him yeah. or tell her. I'm always like, no, no, I'll, I'll explain it. So there's been some awkward positions that I've been in, yeah. but um, I just try and keep it as real as possible because I've just lived my whole life as that like, and if I'll just say the honest truth and if they want to take that in a way that doesn't please them, I can't really control that. Yeah. Have you ever had a situation where someone goes away and like re-records um, um, or something like that? No, I think they usually just think, oh, fuck off then. I was going to say, imagine you go away, you re-record it and you're like, yeah, still still like still it. Still mate. I've not had that yet, but who knows. Yeah. Oh, that would have been really and, awkward. And, does that process, do you ever jump, you mentioned you have like studio stage like with Little Mix, for yeah. example. Did you jump in the studio with them and you guys were working like that? Yeah, so it was peak, peak lockdown. Right. So it was hard to all get together. So the first session was myself, um, M&EK, yeah. and He's Jade. Amazing, by the What way. a guy. And then Jade from Little Mix and Trey Jean Marie. And we all sat down and- Wait, Jade ain't the one that's doing that. On the stage. No, that's Jesse. Jesse, that's Jesse, yes. my bad. No, Jade. No, no, you didn't see the meme recently. <laughs> Jesse, like, I, I think she's left Little Mix or something. I don't know. But she comes up on stage at like an award show. And the first few dance moves she does, yeah, she's like busting this like, shoulder lean. And everyone's just memeing it, bro. The shoulder nuts. skank. Yeah, the shoulder skank. Um, no, it was, it was Jade. Jade sorry, um, yeah. And um, she's an amazing girl, great writer. And we just got in the studio. But Emma DK straight away was like, okay, we're going to write a tune called No Time For Tears. I was like, I love that title, but how have you come up with that? It's like, and then work backwards from that title. Um, And yeah, we wrote No Time For Tears in like two hours. Yeah. Wow. Literally two hours. Um, Which is weird because we, with Lighter, it was wrote within the same. It was like one Zoom session. And it was actually, fun fact, it was written for Ella Henderson as a ballad. Oh, Like a proper like sung out ballad. Uh Wasn't meant to be danced at all. Um, and then in the end, Ella had some other projects on the go. Yeah. And was like, I can't really bring this out in a minute. Yeah. So like, do you, you want to do your thing else? with it? I was yeah. like, oh, we'll try. And then we sped it up, pitched it up, got JJ on it. And we're like, fucking hell. We're <laughs> so, on to a here. So it's always weird. Wait, like, Ella Henderson would have actually sounded good on that as well. You she know? does. Like yeah. the original, 
which is not pitched up. Yeah. And that she performs, well, she performed it with us um, at the Jingle Ball Ball. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. And like that was a normal pitch and it sounds amazing. But but yeah, it's like weird how very successful songs can just come like that. But then songs you work on for months might not connect as well with the public. Yeah. Would you, have you, I, I, well, I assume you have had that one that you're there like, this surty banger. This one's off to the moon, baby. Yeah, yeah. I'm buying a house after this song gets dropped and it drops and you're there like, do you know what it is? I can't lie, this stunk up the gaff. <laughs> I feel like there is definitely songs that you probably were confident in that didn't go as well as you yeah. thought. Yeah. Thankfully for me, so far, you know, every song has become pretty certified done well. and yeah. done yeah. well. But there's probably songs that I thought, even lighter, yeah. it's done incredibly well, but I was thinking, could have got number one. You know, yeah. There's always room for like improvement in for work. Sure. So for me, it's just not, ever being complacent and yeah. just okay that one's great move on to the next one that was great and with music sometimes you'll get a number one a number 19 a number 100 as long as you keep bringing out things that your immediate fan base like that's what's right if it then connects to the general public amazing but for me it's supplying my fan base that buy my merchandise and buy tickets to my shows it's giving them what they want and then if something else after that happens, that's a bonus. Yeah. It's mad how, how similar like the music industry almost is to like making YouTube videos. Yeah, yeah. Like we're the same. I, I've, I've spent plenty of time on a video. Chip did it. It went to Area 51, made like this mad video. Blah, blah, blah. I spent ages on it, all this. And we're there like, surty banger. It's yeah. going to pop off. And then, you're, and then it comes out and you're like, Fuck this yeah. shit. And how does that feel? Does that feel deflating to the point where you don't want to do it anymore? Depends. Think- so like, I'll look at a video and I'll be like, if people watched most of the video, that means they enjoyed it. I'll be like, that's enough for me. Yeah. If people yeah. actually enjoyed the video. Because you can see the yeah, stats yeah. of how long, how they, watch. long yeah. they watched of it. Yeah, the, probably the worst thing yeah. is when you think you've made a good video and they don't even watch you most of it. And you're on. thinking, yeah. damn, the people, that, yeah. they really just That means like they this. actually didn't enjoy it. You know, YouTube yeah. algorithm could stop your video from banging. But if people enjoyed it, you know, you did the right thing. Yeah, yeah. And the, rest, and the rest was up to the to the gods at YouTube to decide yeah. whether your video is worthy of uh, of the wider public. To, Obviously, to with YouTube, is there a lot of like, you feel like, why have I not got the reach on that? Why has it not been yeah. put into yeah, the algorithm? Definitely. Sometimes you look at it and be like, I think that's a banging title and thumbnail and it's just going nowhere. Yeah. It's yeah. like, shit, man. Like, so is it quite similar to Instagram in some sense? Where you put a banging picture on, you think, ah, is that not yeah, banging? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you'll you'll yes, pay yeah. for a mad photo shoot, it won't bang, and then there'll be a picture of you like pissed up at Christmas, bangs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it is. Yeah, it's it is similar that. vibe to that. Yeah, hundred percent for sure. Um, and then, have there ever been any like? Because you always hear about um, like club nights, things like that. Did did you did you start? Did did you one? Did you do club nights? Uh, like get booked for them, so it would be like, oh, Nathan Dot is at yeah, yeah. X Y Z, and is that something like you still currently do? Yeah. Is it like what are club nights compared to other ones, and do shows, you enjoy yeah. them at all? Because I've heard mixed things. Yeah. 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 I think from a DJ's perspective, I love club nights. Yeah. I come from being a resident DJ, being paid eighty pounds yeah. for seven hours work. I've done it all. Whereabouts have you? Where, what are the Just what are the every, club? What, I mean, where, what's your favourite club that you've done? How about that? As in, like, as a resident, or as in now? Um, we'll just go in now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, your I favourite nightclub? Night. It's got to be a nightclub. Yeah, in this country or abroad. Both. We want one of each. Obviously, playing Ushuaia at Ibiza. Oh, wow. It was crazy because yeah. it was it was that the year that it was voted the best club in the world. Uh-huh. And it was incredible. Um, as for nightclubs in the UK, I would say I remember doing like Faces Essex. Oh, was, like, I've never, never been, been there, never but been. I've heard about it. It was like Is a zoo good? in there. It was amazing. Like people yeah. were just going, it was bouncing off the walls. That was crazy. Um, 
there's great there's a lot of like prisms and stuff like in yeah. Cardiff amazing Birmingham amazing and um, but but for me I mean I I do still do club nights yeah. and it's hard because you're trying to balance doing festivals and tours and live yeah. shows and club nights and when you've got a certain fee it's trying to make it work for every yeah. kind of client yeah and that is quite hard but um so we don't do as many as we used to do now because the fee went up yeah, yeah it went up a little got, bit yeah uh, yeah, like, yeah a little bit yeah, you're it yeah, yeah, went yeah, you're no, it, it went that up and like it's hard then to you can't go to your favorite club and say oh yeah just pay us this because then if the festivals find out okay well hang on we can pay you that. For that yeah so that it's hard me. yeah of course but i i love doing the clubs and um I we did one on Boxing Day in Preston, oh, and it's good because them smaller towns they they think like I can't believe they're coming to my my yeah. hometown, and then the, I get messages like Are you actually going to call to Preston? <laughs> I'm like Yeah, and then you go and they they love it and they remember yeah. it as an amazing night. Yeah, you've got to be careful for like brand you know reasons not to go to the wrong places and stuff. But yeah. for me, I'm like. Look, if you want to come on a night out and have a good night and watch me, I'm not bothered. Like, I, I, I will do it as long as everything's right, the club's right, the fee's right, we'll do it. But like, it's some of the smaller, lesser clubs that used to book you back in the day, now want to book you again, but don't recognise the growth. Yeah. yeah. So Still they're like, pay you the same. yeah, they're like, what do you mean it's that much? Well, we paid you 300 quid yeah yeah like, yeah like five years ago i know well, but yeah. Yeah, i'm not gonna do it for 300 pound now yeah and then they then think you're the knobhead no, <laughs> no, no like, that's just life that's, that's how it works yeah so yeah. that's what's slightly annoying but no to answer your question i love doing the clubs yeah i love any sort of djing whether it's clubs whether it's private parties obviously doing the sideman birthday party yeah things like that where it's like i can play what i want to play because i've not got hundreds of fans waiting for my singles i'm just yeah. playing background music to people That's that like sick. i love doing that i love playing nightclubs i love doing festivals tours the lot so for me anything that i can just express music i love yeah. it so you uh you mentioned private parties yeah. do you have do you have any stories or, or or things like that that you've been to and you've been like wow like this is a fucking sick private party um, or yeah i mean it's been like private parties and like Ibiza and yeah. stuff where there's been... Do, do they do they like book you, then you fly out for it? Or is it like, oh, I'm already out there, I'll do this private it's party? Usually, it's usually you're already out. Yeah. Um, and and is it, is it just like these rich dons that are like, I want Nathan Dodd at my party? Does. Or is it like, it's more of like a corporate you, thing? You do get that. But for me, I prefer to do things for people I know. Right. As in like, not even paid. It's just yeah. like, yo, we've got a villa. So-and-so, so-and-so, so-and-so is coming. There's a no-phone policy. Do you want a DJ? I'm like, yeah, No yeah. phone parties. Can I bring the, the boys? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And you just go in there and have a good night. Um, I don't tend to do that many private parties. We get asked a lot. It's usually like, you know, rich mums and dads that are like, yeah. it's my son's 18th and he loves yeah. you. Like, yeah. name your price. I'm thinking, no, I'm not going to come to an 18-year-old birthday party and DJ I've heard some your house. crazy yeah. stuff about things like that. Like artists, they'll be like, there's exactly that email that they get. They get the name your price. And they're, they're like, right, okay, I'll do it for a hundred grand or whatever. And maybe their usual rate is like 40, 30, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and, and the parents are like, yeah, cool. All right, see you yeah. on thingy. <laughs> and they're there, bro. There was one video that went round, right? Skepta went and did a uh, show at a kid's birthday, bro. I think the guy was like 13, oh, 14. Yeah, and it's just this video of Skepta shelling it down. And then literally you can, if you, if you see the timings, the, the 
date that that party happened later that night skepta posts uh like a snapchat or something and it and in the caption of his snapchat is just quick 50k yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like that guy rocks up does like four or five songs That's in like cash as well. Yo, it will be in cash for sure and i was brilliant. thinking bro this is why i need to get into the music industry bro i'll go and do all these fucking yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no it is it is good because obviously you, got, you think there are people out there that have a lot of money to waste yeah. and if they're little johnny is yeah. a massive loves the chapter fan yeah and they're thinking what a great birthday present yeah we do have a lot of them requests but i don't like to do them i think i've done i've done one or two yeah birthday parties yeah like private birthday parties yeah. not recent years but a few years ago and um they, they are usually good because they really love the fact you're there yeah um but yeah, at the minute we haven't took many of them on. But, yeah. um, you did the 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 sideman birthday one though. That, that was great. Cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, annoyingly, how was that party? it was amazing. But annoyingly, I had to get off because I had another show in Cardiff. Oh, so wow. no, Bristol. So I had to get off straight away. And just as I was leaving, it was starting to it go should, off. Uh, yeah. I was thinking, oh my god, like everyone's yeah. here. I'd love to stay, yeah. and I'm gutted that I had to go to because it was still a good show in Bristol. Sorry, yeah. but I was gutted I had to leave to go to Bristol because it was amazing. Yeah. Because uh, I know I saw on the sorry yeah we we were out where in were we? the US yeah we so were right, I actually get to see that it was we were great. out looking at Area Fifty One <laughs> for a <laughs> fucking video <laughs> no the way that they dressed the venue Looked and amazing, everything man. it was incredible and um, usually when you do private parties it's a really shit setup and it's like oh you're in the corner mate you're thinking yeah, yeah great but this was like a show yeah. stage stage manager lighting it was mm-hmm. perfect so um so yeah big up there I we saw maximum. Like, he jumped DJ on, he jumped yeah, on yeah, and yeah. then I think uh, JME did a little set yeah, as well. Yeah, like yeah. It just seemed like such a good vibe. No, mate, then. like I say, I'm fuming I weren't there Yeah, at the end. And everyone was sloshed. I know my mate Harry, I think he turned up there and he was there for about an hour and a half and he got so blackout drunk. Yeah, he had to yeah, leave yeah. before any of the good shit happened. Probably on this oh, side, man, no. vodka. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, that's exactly, it was like a, a kind of a launch party mm. for that as well, wasn't it? Um, but yeah, are there any sort of artists that you be you, that you have maybe on your bucket list or people that you're like, at any point they hit me up, I'm going to make time. I'm going to make sure we get a tune done. Yeah, I think famously I've said it a lot of times, obviously Drake. Yeah. Um, if that happens, I made What sort of tune yeah. would you make with Drake? I think yeah, that I'm, man's versatility yeah. 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 off the charts. I've never really heard him on a dance tune. Yeah. And that's what I would obviously love to do. Um, but even like... His tune with Rihanna, that too good. Oh man, that? that is one of my favorite like, Drake that, that's, songs. That's man. still quite quite heavy, as in like when it comes to beats per minute, it's like yeah. what, 120 or something. So it's not um, far off from like lighter when it comes to like the speed of the tune. And I would love to do something like that. But I think obviously Drake, but I like working with rappers a lot. Obviously, like when we did it with KSI and most that most recently, I'd love to do something with Tion Wayne. We yeah. talk quite a lot, and I think it's it's overdue. So I'd love to do something. With Tion, um, and for me, it's not so much, I don't have like a list of names that I want to approach. Yeah. For me, it's getting the right song. When I get the right song and we're in the studio and I'm like, that's a banger, mm-hmm. then it tells me you need that person, you need that person. So until I get the tune, I don't know, you don't who, know I want. who you want. Yeah. But yeah, for me, I, I would love to do something with Tion or, um, or Drake in the future, hopefully yeah, one day. That would be, that that would would be, be nice. That would be crazy. Yeah. How often are you in the studio then? You're talking every day if you're like... So not so much every day, I would say... Uh, the, the annoying thing is where I live in Burton, um, which is like Midlands, Derby, Birmingham area. Um, a lot, yeah, a lot of the stuff happens down south. So you mm. have to come to London. So I'm in London a lot working in the studio, 
But the beauty of lockdown is we all discovered Zoom. <laughs> yeah. So like found out this technology existed. So Dope. we're sitting in in Burton. I'm doing Zoom sessions with all these amazing songwriters and producers from London. I'm like, I'm never coming to London again. Yeah, like, it was amazing. I was just in bed, cod on. And yeah. I've just got my, my laptop and I'm like, this is amazing. Um, so there's so much you can do from, from Burton. But to answer your question, I, I am in the studio a lot, whether it's virtually or in person, mm-hmm. but it's hard to manage DJing and touring. Yeah. Pre- preparing like the way you're going to produce your set and like when it comes to like, I'm, I'm across everything. So when it's visuals on screen, pyro, CO2, Sick. I want to make sure I've got it all on. So that's time consuming plus studio work, plus when you're running your own tours and events and branding, because obviously Nathan Dorr is me, but it's also a brand. So it's owning that brand and making yeah. sure that everything's working right for that. And then just trying to be a normal geezer, like yeah, putting the yeah. bins out Get and you know, thinking, I forgot the fucking bins. And now I've got two weeks of bins being full. It's hard, <laughs> to do, it's hard to do normal day live stuff. Yeah. And you know what it's like. It's yeah, very yeah, yeah. busy. Mm-hmm. Well, my bins get this. picked up twice a day, you see. So I've never acquired twice a day. Twice a day. That is central love, uh, London living for you. How yeah. mad is that? And you know what? There's not even bins that you put it out in, right? What happens is my bins come at 10 a.m., right? And then like 10 p.m. as well, what? right? But And what you do is, there's not, like I said, there's not like a, you don't open a hatch, right? Yeah, and yeah. Put your bin in. You take your, your black bag and you rest it outside your door. And they come and get it. And they come and get it. Oh, Where's this? Good Central, Central London, London yeah. 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 It's every just... Thursday for me, and if you miss it, or no, I'll tell you what, it's even worse. If your yeah. lid, all the, all the Northerners <laughs> will agree with us, if your lid is like that, they won't take it. They'll really? It. Your lid has to be closed. Why? Like, the, Why are they so arsed? They're arrogant. Really? It's, it's, their, it's their time to shine. Every Thursday, yeah. or Wednesday, or Tuesday, whatever your day is, it's their time to shine. Yeah. It's like, your bin's like that. It's like, no, yeah. I'm going to ruin your week. And they just don't take it. And it, and it does ruin your week. Because <laughs> then you've got them, them black bin bags that get taken every day, yeah. you, twice a day, stack up in your house, smelling a shit wow. for a week. No, two weeks, because it's one week. Do you even have coloured bins? No, like I said, man, no. you just put it out and it just gets dealt with. One week, black bin, yep. general waste. The week after, blue bin, recycle. Fuck me, nah, this so is much. a bit nuts. So if your bin's you like that- You must live in the sticks. If your bin's like that yeah. and it doesn't get collected- you got you a month. Two weeks until the black bin is now re, <laughs> re-gone. Oh, so um, then, you're, then you're cramming it in the recycle bin- but covering it with bottles so they don't see. <laughs> and if they see that, you get a fine. Really? So, yes. Oh my so, God. As much as I love living up north, I would like to live down south for the bins. For the bins? Yes. You need to come live central with me, bro. We don't. I will. I might we just... Sh- Do you know what? I might get an Uber. <laughs> well, we don't even have Uber. I might ring a cab yeah. with my bins your house so yeah, you yeah, just yeah. drop them away chuck every day. them in there Thank chuck you. them in the thing I'll charge you a small fee of 10 pound every time I do it and <laughs> we'll make a, maybe that's a maybe that's a little business plan right there all you northerners struggling <laughs> I know it'll cost you like 300 quid to get your bins down to me it's worth it yeah, yeah at least you don't have to hold on to them for another two weeks <laughs> have you ever considered living in central London by the way yes I have um, but for the house price like I've managed to buy a lovely home in my hometown yeah. I've saved up for years and I've only just moved in and um, when I tell the label friends that I know from London how much I paid and then show them the house, they're yeah. like, they're paying double than that for like a flat with no parking. So That's I'm like, nice. I'm not coming to London. Yeah. Like, I would pay for you the can train. Li- you live like a king. Literally, for, for the price that, that you money. Get so it, the travel's great, really. I can drive it in two and a half hours. 
there's this new HS2 train that's kind of like that. come in. So yeah, I can I get to that. London within like 35 minutes. Oh, fuck. So I'm like, what is the point in even staying? That would be good. When, is that, when is that coming? No, they've been saying, I need, uh, they're I chatting like shit. Yeah, they've, been, like they've been saying this thing has been coming. For, for yeah. years yeah, now, bro, have, yeah. and I'm just—it's just not. I'm not seeing any track being <laughs> well, laid. See, I'm seeing it because yeah. it's annoying our motorway services where we oh, live. Oh, so it's being built. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it going to Manchester? I don't know. All, all I care yeah, about yeah. is the the Midlands thing, yeah. but um, it's definitely taking our our freedom away on some roads. Because yeah. Yeah. Isn't this the thing that they were protesting outside of Euston? Nah, nah. I think it. Oh, it might have been actually. Yeah, I think That's so. a good point. Because having to chop down loads of trees for it. <laughs> What's the most uh, annoying thing yeah. you have to experience when you're doing live events? What, like, w- yeah, what pisses you off? Like, for example, and I, I, everybody, I know everybody listening, uh, myself included, as being a victim of there's a, there's a DJ at the club. Yeah. Like, oh, he needs to play this tune. Oh, it will go off. Hell. And I'm there thinking, <laughs> I know what will make this place go off. Yeah. And I'm slapping on the screen. I'm saying, mate, got to wheel up this new Drake tune. Yeah. Got to get it going. And he, and you know, I always get, he goes, yeah, mate, definitely. An hour later, I'm like, my tune ain't come on. My tune yeah, ain't come yeah, on. Yeah. So what are the most annoying things? Is That's got to be up there. Yeah. Here's like a DJ um, insight and whatever. When people ask... For example, I know the DJs that have said that to you yeah. have no intention of playing it. Mm-hmm. But they say yes to keep you yeah. in the venue. Yeah. But from a DJ's perspective, I actually like requests. And I oh, see... Oh, no, he's opened himself. Now, no, 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 now no, no. your next next thing. Everyone Bring it on. Slapping Bring up. it on. Yeah. I, listen, what it is, I see DJs all the time. Don't give me requests. I'm not a fucking jukebox. <laughs> right. Your job is to entertain the club. Yeah. And I know you've think you're doing the right job and yeah. most of the time you are but you can't tell me that you have a better knowledge of music than every single person in this club combined so when i'm djing now i don't get requests because obviously you're on stages and people can't get to you yeah yeah but you got I the used... security up there yeah, 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 that's it. i used to do yeah. clubs and people would request tunes sometimes i'd be like oh my god what a tune and it yeah. would i think yeah yeah sad and i'll play it yeah if it fits my set i'll play it but what is annoying Let's let's draw up a scenario. Yeah. It's one o'clock in the morning, yeah. and you've just came in. Yeah. At half twelve, I played the biggest tune already. Yeah. You've then come in at one o'clock with all your mates, bought a booth, paid a grand. Yeah. Feel like the don. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got, got my sideman XX vodka yes. coming out. Girls with nothing on, <laughs> celebrating with flares my and name, all manner. My name's you know, coming out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and you're saying, for example, you're saying play Drake's new one, the motto. You play. Yeah. Play the motto. Play the motto. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying, I've played it. Play it again, they won't care. I'm like, <laughs> these people have been in here from 11 o'clock. I've just yeah. played it half an hour ago. I'm not going to play it again. Yeah. That's what's annoying. Yeah. But some DJs have like a no request policy. Yeah. And I'm just like, that's just your ego. Do you reckon? It is. Yeah. Because it's like, if someone's telling you a tune that you've forgotten about or you've not thought of, and it's going to improve your set... Do it. Yeah, then just play if it. If it's a tune that's not going to work for the majority of the room, leave it. But some DJs that are like, no request, like, listen to my set or go. Yeah. I'm just like, come on. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Everyone's there for a good night. And like I say, if it's the right request, I'm down. If it's a stupid request and they're like, oh, it's Sally's favourite tune. It's a Hindu, like, play Barbie Girl or whatever. <laughs> like, obviously, not gonna, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Sally, that's like, what Sally's I'm saying, Hindu. man. That, that yeah, pissed me that off. That does piss me off. But like I say, thankfully... 
I don't get yeah. that as much that yeah, I used to now. Um, but but yeah, man, like DJ, what? just play requests if they're the right requests. Yeah. And and what do you think? Uh, uh, the other thing that I always think about is I'm uh, especially back in the day. I used to go to the club and I used to see the DJ DJs there, and I'm thinking this guy must get any chick in the club. <laughs> what, the what, what? Yeah, the DJ. Yeah. I'm like, and and sometimes you would see he would. Point point to to one chick, and you she gets scooped up, and she's at the table, the yeah, DJ's table. She's behind the DJ, that must like be like thing. a big part of being a DJ. Is just do you, are you do you party a lot when you're DJing? I did, yeah. Um, obviously, being a resident DJ back in the day, all my friends would come out, and you basically you I was, sort out your mates. Yeah, honest. I was basically on a night out, but playing the music. Yeah. It's like the dream job. Yeah. Obviously, yeah, girls and things. I think when when people are out they the most um what's the words like popular person in the club is the dj yeah so naturally you will get an element of of that attention but obviously as you kind of work up the levels it becomes a bit more professional um but you still party the first few years of when i was kind of being booked for nathan door yeah it was yeah friends were coming yeah it was great friends were coming every night we were just getting slaughtered. There was mm. after parties. It was amazing. And I was glad that I was spending it with my close friends. Yeah. The the Burton Massive. The Burton Massive. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. But now, as as yeah, as boring as it is, it's like you say to your mates, Do you want to come? They're like, oh, fuck that. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. bored of doing that. We've rinsed that in our beef. Yeah, yeah. So now it's it is more rock you know, up, do rock your up, set. Do a set, make sure you've pleased the crowd, do your job yeah. properly mm-hmm. and go home. Really? Um, it's obviously nights where you cross paths and you're like, do you know what? Let's have a blowout. Yeah. But um, it's not as rock star lifestyle as it was when I first broke through. Yeah. But it's funny because when you see DJs or rappers break through, it's like, I know what, what mode you're in. Yeah, <laughs> you're yeah, in yeah. like everything goes, let's have a party. Uh-huh. But you'll pass that, you'll pass that stage. And I think the problem is when you're in that moment, it's very, very, very easy to go the wrong way and have a quick two years and, and disappear. And for me, I was so obsessed with proving people wrong and people in my hometown saying, oh, it'll only last a year. Yeah, It's like, okay, I get why you're saying that, but I'm going to prove you wrong. And then that's when you have to curb the partying mm-hmm. and make sure you're on it. You wake up the next day and you're in the studio and you're working. And um, that's what we did and it, it's paid off. But yeah, we, we have we have parties. You have parties, And yeah. to do like, you know, Ibiza Rocks and have a residency there, which... As a small kid, like yeah, I would That's just dream, could never man. dream that. And this year, just turning up and seeing like Nathan Door on, on the billboard. so that was where your residency was this year. This year it was in yeah. IB for Rocks. Yeah. And how was that? What was that like? I actually my first ever time in Ibiza when I went with my friends from Manchester I think that was the hotel that I stayed in and yeah. it's like it's, it's like a popular one, one, one of those places where it's just fucking carnage yeah, yeah. for me you must like, have seen some shit there though, yeah as well. I mean look I've always wanted to do that I've been there on holiday I've seen artists there I've seen the biggest artists in the world there and I remember seeing people that have residences like Craig David yeah. and thinking how do you even get to that level of having like a residency at Ibiza Rocks yeah and then when we got asked, COVID happened. I was like, oh, just my luck. Yeah. Like, but they still said, no, we're going to give it a go. And unfortunately, it was like COVID restricted. Excuse me. Yeah. So it was COVID restricted, but still an amazing time. Everyone yeah. had to stay in their seats. Um, weirdly, though, Spanish law said COVID doesn't spread in the pool because of the chlorine. 
They swindled. I they love have the government, man. So they took everyone in the pool. Everyone, yeah. Everyone's in the pool, rammed. <laughs> everyone next to each other, lips in, doing whatever. Yeah. No, no COVID because of chlorine. As soon as you get out of the pool, security, sit down, get on your... And, um, <laughs> get back in the yeah, pool. Literally, you get in the pool or sit down. Yeah, but that everyone that went to Ibiza Rocks had an amazing time. And that's what, obviously, I cared about. And everyone was just saying, there's not much to do this summer. Yeah. But to be able to go out to Ibiza and have a good time in the sun was amazing. And um, we are just about to announce that we've, we've got the residency again for next year i was gonna ask you must be itching to oh do that life. without that stuff and Mate. so what you're gonna do uh so well back to back i guess right yeah so i mean yeah. every every single thursday well i'm not sure on the day but it'll probably yeah. be like a thursday or friday every single week so how does that summer. so how does that work so you do so will you just spend your whole time out there and i be thought or no. do you fly in every thursday because i've of heard a mix we do a lot of flights so like in 2019 before lockdown we did like something mad like 87 flights in the summer what yeah so it's usually you usually get a residency in every country so for example the 2019 schedule would have been something like mondays in napa tuesdays in kavos wednesdays in malia what thursdays in ibiza fridays in zanti fucking so you can imagine flight 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 and um you just become a robot in summer it's just like you're turning up, rolling up to clubs. You're like, where are we? Zanti, all right, cool. Zanti, yeah. make some noise. <laughs> and you're just... You're Marley, in. I mean, Zanti, well, shit. Literally. literally. Yeah. But um, for me, with absolutely no disrespect to all the other countries, Ibiza's like the one. Yeah. And like I say, when you come off the the flight and you're driving towards Ibiza Rocks and you're seeing like, you know, every Thursday, Nathan Dorr, you're thinking, that, that must that's me. It's weird. Surreal. And then when you get there, the way they look after you... Um, everything from picking you up to dropping you off to food and drink and everything. And it's just incredible. So to be able to do it again next yeah. year, 2022 or this year, it's um, it's going to be just... Time of your life. That'd be sick, mate. mate. And to, to bring your friends out as well. Yeah. That's, that, that's what they like. They don't you like the UK gigs the anymore. They're sick of them. Yeah. The Arbeath gigs. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Come out abroad, they're out there well. So, like, in terms of clubs, is there, like one club that you'd love to have a residency Like, what's your dream club to have a residency at? Like, I would say, I would say Vegas. Yeah. For financial reasons. They just, yeah. they, they pay stupid money. Adele, yeah. Adele, Adele has just got a residency Adele. out in Vegas. I yeah. swear, bro. But she what, actually what's has. The, um, what's the main Vegas? Yeah, that's the one, Omnia. Have you been, I imagine you've been out, have you been to Vegas? Never been to Las Vegas. I've only oh. been to LA, yeah. Mate, you're fucking love Mate, it. Literally. Yeah. But no, crazy. I mean like the clubs that like just they are you get there, you walk in, you see all these moving parts on the roof and yeah. all kind of, you're just like, what the fuck? Yeah, is yeah, yeah. It's actually I've never it, seen I've been I've been to like all the biggest clubs. I've never seen anything like that. Vegas yeah. is on a different level. Yeah, no, it's incredible. So I think for me, I think the pinnacle of DJing, I think it goes like I think our beef is up there to get an oh, beef residency yeah, 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 because massive. People even from Las Vegas recognize Ibiza. Yeah. Yeah. But the pinnacle is like, I've got Vegas. a Las Vegas residency. It is mad. And, um, when are we, when are we going to start seeing the, the private jets? That's the private jets. When I get a yeah. Las Vegas residency. When you get the Las yeah. Vegas residency. I think the money they pay, I think they, they even pay for travel. And it's like, we'll pay for your jet every week and we'll give you a million pound a set. For 20 years. It's a joke, man. When Calvin Calvin Harris ha, uh, as a resident, like all the top DJs have, have, have got like residencies out there. Yeah. And how much do you reckon these are getting? Like, a well, show? I mean, because there's always people saying, obviously, for a residency, it's a bit different because you're essentially given a discounted rate because yeah, like, yeah, you're, you're there. You're doing it so much. Eight, yeah. eight I, um, months, how I, much are these DJs earning? I don't, I don't know Calvin Harris personally or whatever, yeah. but I, I do hear that it's like upwards of a million pounds per set. 
plus expenses, which is private Bro. jet. So you're thinking Dance. private Stay jet, there and back, suite, every, every, unreal yeah. hotel, drinks, food, and you're coming back with minimum a million pound profit every week. <laughs> That's insane, man. Wow. And you're having the best time you fucking He's just life. Yeah, well, you're DJing the, the best. Well, what I will DJ. say is, obviously, his million pounds is incredible. Yeah. And the money that I'm on, nowhere near that. But to other people, they'll find that astonishing. But my point is, the travel that I have to go through Sometimes you're like, not as, not as, not not appreciative because you're always appreciative, but it's like, it's hard work. Yeah. yeah. It's not like, oh, you put my friends and just other people that know me that maybe have um, jobs, just, I say normal jobs, but you know, it's what is a normal job nowadays, yeah, sure. but jobs that maybe aren't as, as fun as DJ and they're like, oh, you fly to this country and you get this much money. And you're like, I know, but imagine having no sleeping pattern and being like, and this isn't me crying for help and going, oh God, look at DJs. Because I understand I'm a very privileged position. But people just see everyone going mad for you, all the drink, all the girls, all the fun, the music yeah. and the money. But they don't see what we spoke about earlier, the years of hard work and rejection. Rocking and up with the CD players. The CDs the and MP3 the players. And they don't see that you've got a nine hour wait in an airport and then you've got, three flights to get from one country to another yeah. mm-hmm. and your brain can never switch off because you're thinking when will this how long will this last yeah. what tune's coming next do, do the fans like that last song it's a constant like, onslaught I, think, of- I think people yeah that's one of the biggest things and it's so easy and it goes back to one of the points I made earlier it was me looking at a DJ going I could do that yeah. right but you don't realise he's on his 56th day in a row DJing at yeah. a different country no, and yeah. I'm, I mean mate I get knackered like if I, if I fly from here to Ibiza right yeah. when I land I'm knackered I, 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 I want to go sleep or I just want to take it easy that night yeah. and then the next day I'll get ready to start partying yeah, they don't realise you, you're, you're going you're doing your set you might be leaving late that night or yeah. early the next day to make it to your yeah. next one so the it's YouTubers get it as well a little bit is just they assume because what you're doing looks like a lot of fun mm. it's just well, that's got to be piss easy then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it, no, it's we are having that. fun, but it is a lot of hard work. And also, you probably agree, you can never really switch off. Never. Because you're always thinking, what else can I do? Yeah. Or like, whatever. And that, for me, sometimes I am slightly envious of people that finish work and can just turn off. Yeah. I'm like, how can you do yeah. that? I've not switched off in 10 years. Yeah. Really? And in like, that field, like when you do, when you do take that moment and switch off, you feel like you're falling behind. Yeah, you, you, you yeah. do. You're falling out of, you know, whatever trends, anything like that. Even when you're on a holiday, you can't just turn your phone off. Feeling. I'm like, no. shit, what yeah. I missed? You got work, yeah. you got something so, to do. You got to keep up to date. Yeah. Do you actually, do you, have you got like a plan you do when you need to take a break? Is, do you I mean, get to take I've a break? I've not had a holiday in, I can't remember my last holiday. Um, like I say, I get the sun and the beach from yeah. being on, on, your on holiday on work but um there's never been a time in i'd say the really? last six seven years where i've had like a week of just relaxing okay. mate you gotta do it man. well that's how you, you got, yeah really? I, I, am, so. I feel like i'm addicted to my job and my career and it's a good thing but also a bad thing but i can never just i'll, I'll be lying there on a beach i have tried yeah i'd lie there on a beach and think i've got an amazing idea for a tune or i've got an amazing idea for a YouTube series or whatever. But I need to tell someone and I'm just on it and I'm like, get it in action. And then it's, yeah, I can never just lie there and turn off. Yeah. That's how you become the best in your field though. You have to, it be, is. You have to be relentless be and non-stop. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be and obsessed. 
that must affect relationships to an extent yeah. because uh, have you have you had it where you've d- you've decided right okay uh, i'm getting along with this girl i'd like to make it something but one you realize what your job is and it's you going out and two i uh, one of the biggest things is that them understanding mm. what your job is and understanding that you know you are constantly surrounded by yeah. unbelievable girls DJing at these things and that must be difficult along with all the traveling that you have to do yeah i think every, luckily every relationship i've had i've obviously either met them in that environment or they've already known of what i do okay so there's never an argument to say why are them girls in your instagram story right. or whatever they understand it and yeah thankfully everyone has are you single right now yeah yeah okay but everyone has accepted it for what it is and been very supportive i think where i end up probably ruining things is the fact that i'm always so busy that i can't give them the time that they probably want with like a normal boyfriend relationship so it's like um having so much on your mind and always being out every weekend they're probably working nine to five monday to friday and then friday to sunday i'm, I'm out you yeah. know djing mm-hmm. all this stuff and um as much as like they can come and enjoy it with you they want to just watch netflix yeah and get a takeaway and chill which yeah. is absolutely acceptable and um but i've but unfortunately sweetheart, i've got a set in about an hour yeah, yeah. and i won't be back so, till 3 a.m so it is it is hard sometimes to try and balance the two but i think when the right person comes along, I think they'll be able to marinate and work with what you've got to well. do. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's Maybe it. I'll be another DJ. Who knows? A female yeah. DJ, we can we can get it yeah. going. <laughs> now, do you know? Do you know? I went to. I tell you, my f- favorite festival I've ever been to, and you might have already done it. I don't know. Is Tomorrowland? I'd love oh, to, yeah. but no, I'm not Mate, that. That festival Incredible. is undefeated. Yeah, I'm imagine. not fucking with you. It is the best festival you will ever go to. The crowd is. You know, in the UK, right? UK crowds are fantastic. They're amazing, right? But you're, there's always like, you know, sometimes someone's a little too drunk. It gets a bit rowdy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, you're always a little bit on the edge, right? In Tomorrowland, I mean, admittedly, 90% of the crowd are off their nut on ecstasy. But let me tell you, it is the nicest crowd you'll ever go to. And it's also a crowd where everyone sort of respects a little bit of space. Yeah, it's yeah. not so much space where we're like yeah, socially distancing, sure. but you always have a bit of space to move. Yeah, it's yeah. never super cramped. And the DJ set, the uh, the most impressive thing for me is actually the sets themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the stages are phenomenal. The theme they do every the, year. Yeah. You always get a new theme. The box, the tickets come in changes. It's very well done. Yeah. So look, if you if you One ever day. do, I'll, I'll be there. I'll be yeah, in the crowd. You'll we'll, we'll catch me with, with the British flag on, on your shoulder. <laughs> yeah, I'll be there like, flag. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, that's yeah. what it is as well. Because it's just um, it's every everyone, everyone in Europe, every, all over the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all you've got people from the USA. You have got people, Swedish girls walking around with the Swedish flags. Oh, everywhere. they love it's, it. And it's yeah. it's just everyone. It's, it's mental. So, good. Is that, is, so is that one of the festivals that you'd like to do? One of the dreams for me, like in this country, I'd say Glastonbury is what I want to do. And as for abroad, yeah. Tomorrowland. It's Tomorrow just like wow. Yeah, like, it's it's the place you want to be as a as a DJ, musician, rapper, whatever. Yeah, that is like the pinnacle for me. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is I could totally see you like that is. I think that's not, Yeah, that's what I mean. It's not like something that's like oh, that's like a dream that's yeah, quite yeah, far yeah. away. It's like, mate, that could be next year. No, that I mean, be, yeah, that it could be it, this year. You could know it, just not ready to announce it yet. Cool. You know no, no. I mean, if I knew it, I'll yeah. definitely be announcing. <laughs> yeah. it. But no, I think it, I would like to believe it will happen in my lifetime. Um, Are you a manifester? Do you know what? I'm not. Okay. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um, I don't have vision boards. I don't 
manifest things. I just work fucking hard. Yeah. And like whatever happens, happens. It happens, yeah. But I always, I know it's quite cliche. I, I, I didn't like believe in yourself, but yeah. I see like, I see myself at Tomorrowland. Yeah. And I that, see, that is manifesting in the same. I yeah, suppose that, it is. Yeah. But like, I don't like, you know, like how people yeah. like power their mind and always say it and people write say, it down. No, that's people, not for that, me. That's taking it yeah. this far. For me, it's just knowing that I will be at this point. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Might, it might not be next year, but at some point in my life, yeah. that's where I'll be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Tomorrowland. You'll, you know you're going to be on that stage. Yeah, yeah, eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I agree, yeah. yeah. But yeah, for me, I, I mean, I have friends and I have people in the industry that write things down every year. And I think you're putting pressure on yourself to achieve that now in 2022. But if you just say you're going to do it at some point, yeah. don't become lazy, still work hard, but that's a bit more achievable than saying, right, this year, I'm going to have three number ones. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think personally, that, that's what people always ask me, what are your goals for 2022? Yeah. Yeah. And I always say, I don't actually have any goals because I, all, what I will do though is I'll sort of, work to the best of my ability and mm-hmm. the goals will just come. And then I'll hit, like, for example, one of my goals was to hit a million subscribers. But I never went out saying, I will hit a million subscribers. But when it came, I said, right, well, that's a goal that I've hit, I yeah, guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, Did you get plaque for that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got yeah, yeah. How, how quick does it come? Well, you so back what? in it, I did it a long time ago, like, right? And back then it was quite like a rare thing to get. Okay. So when it happened, it actually came pretty quickly because oh, really? there wasn't a massive backlog. Now, now everyone's get- a lot of people <laughs> have a moon, so it's not quite as special and it like does a, take a while. Like a one that we had before came quite quick. But yeah. how do they get your address? You give it, so they yeah. send you a form. Yeah, you but fill but out how? They email so you, you. So you've hit a million. Yeah. yeah. What happens then? YouTube will email the, uh, ac- the the email attached to your YouTube account. How quick? Pretty quick. Have a day? I, like, no, I would say uh, like a week or two. Okay. Yeah. And you're like, right, this is it. Yeah. And, and I'm, filling, I'm filling it out and I'm yeah. there and I'm waiting at the door every day yeah, where yeah, the yeah. fuck is my plaque yeah. here? And I'm, I, and I'm replying back to the email that obviously says, do not reply. This isn't like yeah, a real yeah, email. Yeah. I'm and still like, messaging them like, where is this it's thing? Are you, are you waiting? Because it sounds like you're waiting for a fucking oh, plaque. Yeah, no, I think I've got like, like 10,000 subscribers right. on YouTube. But obviously, the, I would say the substitute to your YouTube plaques would be oh, record sales. Yeah. So how long do they take to get to you? Um, they're pretty quick. Yeah. But like, obviously you get like 200,000 for silver sales, uh-huh. 400,000 for gold, yep. 600,000 for platinum. But the question is, when you get your million plaque, mm-hmm. how quick does it lose its, not value, but you're like, oh yeah, it's the next day. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally. I you're get work, it, you, then I you're go, working on two million. Yeah. I look at it and I go, that's fucking cool. Where's it going to go in the house? Yeah. Right, yeah, it'll yeah. go there. It's just a reminder, isn't it? That yeah. you, you did do that. But in, in this, like, obviously for music and stuff, there's a lot more different ones yeah. you can get. Yeah, there's a lot of rewards you can get. Yeah. Us, really. what's, your, what's, yeah. your, what's your favorite award you've one got? Is there, is there one that stands out to you and you've gone? I would say, to be honest, the one that I take most pride in is my first ever single, which that Rinse FM yeah. Atlantic guy signed me for, which was Cheating, mm-hmm. which is has just recently gone gold. And, um, Congratulations. Thank you. And when that came through... So wait, the post, is that 400,000? 400,000 okay. sales, yeah. yeah. So when that came through, even though it's not my biggest achievement, it was my first ever song. Yeah. And yeah. I think there's many artists that can say their first ever song went gold. That's so sick. that for me is amazing. But yeah, it's weird because it's just, I think it's, um, whether it's imposter syndrome or it's just getting used to that level of success. But when I walk down, I've got my plaques up in my house and you just walk past them every day and you think... You, you don't even think, but you yeah. think, hang on, that was 400 sales, 400,000, that was 600,000, that was 600,000, that was 400. Yeah. And you're thinking, it's millions of sales that yeah. you just don't, you appreciate, but you don't actually 
recognize every day how far you've came. Yeah. And I was just wondering from the YouTube world if that's kind of the yeah. same, but like I you're saying, so. is, it is, I, yeah. I want to ask, so obviously these days, there's less and less people really buy a single or yeah, an album yeah. or whatever. How does, uh, like, how does it work in terms of like, because obviously Spotify is the main thing now. And mm. if you're trying to like gauge- Shout like, out Spotify. Yeah, shout yeah. out to Spotify. My bros. You're, you're trying to Spotify. Yeah, come on now. <laughs> these are the broskies. <laughs> so, so you're trying to figure it out. Streams amount to sales. Okay. If you buy a tune on an, an application that you can buy a tune from. <laughs> now we can say iTunes. Can say iTunes. Um, <laughs> then that's a, that's a sale. Yeah. So that, is, that yeah. is number one. That's, that's one sale. But then don't quote me on this, but I think I feel like it's a thousand Spotify plays equals one, equals one sale. Wow. So what? Do the maths. Yourself. No way. That is whack. I thought it would be like 10 streams. It could so be. Wait, it, it, wait. 100,000 plays in your song. That's equating to like 100. Wait, 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 it could nah, be 100. it's got to be less. It's got, it's got to be less. Actually, check. yeah, can we get a fact can check here? Fact check? Fact check. Yeah. Yeah, it's either 100 or 1,000 plays. If it's 1,000, you, you lot are getting robbed. Are you robbed. able to figure it out based off your own song here? What if you, what's your most played song on Spotify? Lighter. With We're about to do, uh, don't I mean, make us do just, live math here, brother. No, it's just, it's just hit 100 million. Fuck me. Yeah. That is crazy. Number. It's quite a lot. Is, is it quite a lot? That's is it 100? Or is it 1,000? How much? To be honest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 150 so wrong. streams. So like hundred, I think That's Apple, Apple bad, Music yeah. and Spotify vary between 100 okay. and 150. But roughly 125 streams yeah, yeah, yeah. is a sale. Okay. Right. But the funny thing is people assume one sale is a quid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when I'll, I'll walk into my local pubs and clubs around Burton that are just normal working geezers and they'll think... They'll see me on Facebook with 600,000 sales. And they'll, and they'll go, 600 grand they'll go, is on they'll go hang on. So you posted another platinum record the other day, 600 grand. So you've made 1.2 million in two months. And I'm like, no, no. Yeah, I wish. Yeah, yeah. But the maths do add up to that's what it should be. But I don't get that caught. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's funny because people believe that, yeah, like you're a multi, multi-millionaire, um, which I'm not. Right. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pending. But, um, pending. After, when that, when After that the Las Vegas, Vegas yeah, yeah, comes. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's rewarding to see that. And when you see it and you think, and that's also weird because back in the day, 600,000 was 600,000 people. Mm-hmm. But yeah. now 600,000 sales is millions of people because it's based on streams. Yeah. So um, that's, yeah, weird that's all the same, but and And is, uh, what did Lighter get to? Sorry, what was At that? At the minute, it's just hit over 100 million on Spotify. So- uh, you, you, that's gone platinum. Platinum uh, has it should gone? be nearly double platinum. I was gonna say, and when you get it, or yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll say when you get that double yeah. platinum, will you then get another? Yeah, and it will say one point two million sales. Yeah. So, are you telling me Drake so must like have a, a yeah. fucking room? Drake's got of no this walls shit. left. What's, yeah. What's the highest uh, song has gone? Like, I feel like pop- in some countries there's diamond. Don't ask me what that is, yeah. but I don't know. But um, I think it just keeps going platinum. There, there is so one. Like, I think it's a Michael Jackson song, like Thriller got, or something like that. That just has yeah, like yeah. I think that's got like the highest yeah. thing. It's something like that. Or do you know what? It's gonna be some like Spanish tune. I swear. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Desperate. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 like that's that. a banger though. What is it? Fifty million copies. Fifty million copies. Of course it is. Fifty million copies for White Christmas. By Ivan Coke. To put that into perspective, Lighter has 600,000. Wow. So 50 million. That is a I think joke. quite rich, yeah. Wow. That is well, mental. That's definitely gone platinum. <laughs> that can, that a few times. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that man has a, has a room full of accolades. <laughs> what's, your, what's your go-to takeaway? 
go-to takeaway, it would just be boring, like chicken fried rice, uh, no peas and curry sauce. No peas. Have no you peas. got like Is a that local? not a ball lake yeah, for yeah, them? Because yeah. you know that they yeah. just make a big batch of it yeah, and yeah, someone yeah. sat there with tweezers picking up the peas Potentially. for you. Um, yeah, my local Stretton kitchen, they're usually quite good and quite quick. So I don't feel like they do the tweezer trick because mm. it's always just straight out. So, Any um, reason why peas? You had like a childhood trauma with peas? Not really, because I, I like bushy peas, but oh, yeah. I hate garden peas. Right. Weird. Very niche. Um, but look, if you get a takeaway, like peas ain't on your mind. Yeah. No, you don't want peas. That's a, yeah. Like, oh, what? what you mean oh, saying really? you don't want peas? See, I, I'm not asked about the peas. Like, I never think, oh, I'm, I'm itching for some peas, but I never think, don't put any peas yeah. in that. Well, it's when they chuck onions in chicken curry. Oh, no. I don't, I don't get I, it. I really don't like onions. It ruins the texture, everything. It's gone. For me, it's always just... Just plain. Keep the chicken and the sauce. Cheeseburger, the plain. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's exactly You're, what you, you are talking my language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a yeah. cheeseburger. Chicken mayo, plain. Plain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Finally, a cultured man. Plain. No, Everything see, the chip, yeah. chip is one of the I've the been getting roasted eaters. for years. Uh, no, mate. Sport. Do you know what it is? It annoys my friends when they say, oh, plain. Yeah, park in Bay 2. And they're like, oh, for God's sake, because you're getting plain. Uh-huh. But, you know, the game's a game. Um, what is your DJ's... Right. Let me tell you, uh, what was the name of that Justin Bieber album, right? And he did it with the DJ group. Marsh, no. (laughs) He did it, it was like Justin, you know the one, and it had unlimited, Jack Yu, which was the two DJs, it was Diplo and someone else. Diplo and Skrillex. Where are you now? Things like that. Would you ever team up with someone? And, and and who who is there anyone that you're like I think me and this person yeah. would make a fucking um, anthem or several anthems? Great question. I would obviously say the Kid Leroy. Yeah, who's yeah. obviously kind of just you popped mean, out. Yeah, I, I love I love listening I like to. This. Um, yeah, I think it's really good. It would be amazing to do like a, a project with an artist. That I was going to say cool. yeah, like a full yeah. But as for like names, wow. Um, I mean, JB is just like the king, so you'd obviously love to work with him. But yeah, I'd say the Kid Leroy because he's kind of like yeah. the next Justin Bieber. I feel that's, that's popping through. Yeah. And what about what about? Are there any other DJs? Like I mentioned, like you had Diplo and Skrillex came yeah, together yeah. to create Jack U. There's been quite a few of those combos. I Have would you... say for this country, Joel, uh, Joel, Corey. Joel Corey, because yeah. we've come from the same background, yeah. resident DJs, mm-hmm. done the circuit, and we've both always just been on the same on the same circuit and to now be doing what we're doing we always just say it's mad isn't it so to be able to do something with him would be crazy Um, so are you guys quite are you guys yeah we talk quite a bit yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Joel like me and Joel have just done like all the resorts for years like Zanti and Kavos and Napa so to be doing that just as DJs and now to be doing it as artists is is very rewarding and um because that's what you guys are now like yeah uh, apologies if I just keep referring to you as a DJ but um yeah yeah, you You are are an artist artist, aren't you yeah yeah and was there a moment where you, where you, because you started off, I guess, just mm. DJing, what made you go, actually, I want to, I want to become an artist yeah. now and I, I want to create tunes. I would say it was, um, the obsession with making sure I had longevity. Yeah. So I felt like my DJing career was great and I was the new DJ and everyone was coming to the shows because they wanted to see me, but that was never going to last. And I knew that I had to transition from the SoundCloud days to Spotify. Mm-hmm. And the only way to do that was was music. So that's why I was teaming up with amazing songwriters and artists to try and create my sound. Yep. Um, and that's what I did with my first record and then just built on from there. So I would say it was more a business move yep. rather than an absolute passion, if yep. I'm being brutally honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was more like I need to bring out music 
to continue performing at the highest yeah. level rather than I really love music. And when you did it, when you made that move, like say it was a business move, but did you do it and then be like, you know what, I'm fucking, I'm loving this. You made your first yeah, tune. Yeah, I and think gone. playing my first tune, Cheating, do, be working on it for months and months and months and yeah. months and then playing it and having promoted it on social media, but then having to play it the first time to a live crowd and then hearing, not the whole crowd, but a lot of the crowd singing it back, I was like, oh my God. That what a yeah. feeling, because like, that's something you out. created. I was going to say, and the it's difference. And it's a different skill set as well, by the way, because obviously you, you're a DJ, you know, you're playing other people's tracks, you do, that's your thing. Mixing and then you them. go into... Um, making your own. Yeah, mixing them, sorry. Play, saying just playing them, sorry, <laughs> you press playing. Yeah, saying, yeah, no, uh, and, then, and then you have to go and you've transitioned into making your own songs. Like how right? yeah, yeah. long is it taking you to figure out how to produce well, it's, music? Do you know what? It's, it's, it's a mixture of things because I did music production at college. Mm-hmm. So the basic knowledge of how music works and how, it, how it's made well, has always been there, but it wasn't a major passion. And then when I realised it's time for me to really explore this area, this world, working with amazing producers and songwriters that kind of took me under their wing and was like, we see the potential and we see where you're trying to get to. Um, their help has been invaluable and people that actually believe in your vision and understand your vision and then artists that feature, that match that. It's just a lot of people in the room that are on the same wavelength that basically produce the the right record that comes out. And for me, it's um, it's making sure you you just nail it first time. It's like, you know what you want and it's getting that across to everyone in the room to make sure that everyone does their right job. And for me, kind of being in the studio and working on tunes and producing records is just, it's one of the funnest parts of the job. And then when you get it to a live audience and they reciprocate it in the way where they're singing it word for word, you think, wow, you've done your this job properly. That's the one thing I would just love to experience because I, I genuinely don't think they're, is another feeling that maybe doesn't even come close to that, which is performing your own art on a stage and everybody yeah. knowing it and performing it almost with you. Yeah. And I've just thought, thought like that, yeah. you know, we can make these YouTube videos, uh, but you will never, it's you'll not never like get, someone reciting never, you'll back never my get cook-off that kind video. Of feeling like yeah. when you're performing. That's what I mean, bro. When and, I saw that video of you going out onto, was it Reading that, or JJ? Uh, no, that was a so, festival in Scotland called Transit. And you, yeah. uh, so he got, he's doing a video where he's JJ's assistant for 24 hours and he goes out on stage from all these people. And I'll be, I'll, and you just go out so confidently. I'll be like, bro, my legs would be shaking. Bro, my legs were because, shaking, Because, man. because they're just there chanting freezy, freezy. And I'm just like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was scary. Even that, like I was going out there. I, I had nothing. Thing, like yeah, I wasn't yeah. performing or anything. Yeah. He just got me out you there to literally tie his laces on stage, right? <laughs> yeah, literally. That was it. <laughs> That's what he got me out, out with me there to do. But I was thinking they're like, even them just Sam and I will say like, yeah, yeah. It, making YouTube videos and it's probably uh, similar to, I guess if you make songs and, and all you see is just like the plays, right? Yeah, or the yeah. views for us. Um, and it never gets quantified. We never get, an, oppor- we life, never get yeah. an opportunity to see actually Holy shit, all these I people. the only thing you'll get is people coming up to you saying, I love that certain video or yeah. I love that certain video. Or they even but, say, "We I like all your videos, but it comes in a one by one in like yeah, a drip yeah. feed. You don't see 10,000 people going. All yeah. out there shouting your name. Yeah, and I was just like, that look, they're obviously not hearing from me. They were there for JJ, but the fact that they, they obviously knew they my knew name. Yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. there did like, you feel bro, like this is mine. Was it like, 
Bro, I was shitting myself. I would have been I was shitting, shitting myself, myself. And yeah. I didn't have to do anything. Uh, I just had to tie someone's laces. And all I could think of was, don't fall I'm not going to be able to tie this guy's laces. <laughs> you know when you and watch like, like a video what? of someone and they're really high up changing a light bulb on one of them towers and you get sweaty hands. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I was watching, I was like, man, yeah, this yeah, is yeah, yeah. stuff. A weird thing from like, obviously you did Transmit. And um, when we did Reading Festival for JJ as well. Yeah. And um, I just came out and kind of hosted lighter with him. But the thing is that, that no one knows that the, the journey to that um, specific set was just, we were all saying in the vet in, in the car, I wish we filmed it because it was incredible. We were playing at a show in Wolverhampton at yeah. about 12 p.m. And JJ was on in Reading at like 3 or 4 p.m. Yeah. And we were like, we're not going to be able to make it. But he kept saying, can you come out? Can you come out? I was like, I don't think we can. And I've got this gig in Wolverhampton, rah, rah, rah. And then at the end of the Wolverhampton gig, my tour manager, Jordan, said, right, I think we can make it. Get in the car quick and we'll make it. So we got in a tour bus and we, we're nailing it to Reading and we're ringing JJ's team and saying, look, I think we can make it. Yeah. And they're going, okay, we'll just keep us updated, rah, rah, rah. And as we were going, the petrol kept going down and down and down and down. Oh, and um, Average speed cameras. <laughs> <right>? Literally, <laughs> he was bolting it. Right, yeah, down yeah, way. yeah. We get within 10 miles of Reading and we're on time, but we are below empty. And we were, we're like... We're not going to make it. And obviously yeah. the driver's saying, I need to pull over and get petrol. And I'm saying, look, if you pull over and get petrol, we're not going to make it. Because yeah. at the minute we were arriving within one minute of his set time. Yeah. Well, not even his set time. His set's already started as when I'm going on. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. we're like, if you, if you stop and get petrol, the dream's over. Yeah. <laughs> it's done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, I would rather run out of petrol on the way uh-huh. and just wait to get roadside assistance. Mm-hmm. So, all right, cool, cool. We're going to go and go. We're two miles from the venue. Oh the, no, the, I'm the, getting no. anxiety just there's, hearing there's two, this story. We're two I'm miles from the venue. I'm praying you make it, man. Two miles from the venue and the, the petrol station literally on the side of the road. It's like, let, I was running here quick. I was like, we, there's no point because yeah. that's a cancellation. We're not going to make it. Just keep going, keep going. <laughs> Jordan's on the, on the phone to like JJ's team and the festival and we're saying, look, we are literally 60 seconds away please just like make sure we can get in all right. They've closed off the road to Reading. Like they've, they've got people either side of the road and uh, they've stopped it. They've let our car come through. They're bringing us through, bringing us through. And I, I swear to God, I swear on everyone's life, in my family, we literally rolled over the entrance of Reading and the car just went and stopped. No Our front two tires went over the entrance of Reading. And literally we all looked at each other and went, run, Got out of the car, ran to the side of the stage. Literally, a mic was chucked in my hand, and I was just like, "Ready, Mason? No, no and way!" We, and then during that time, obviously, the thankfully Reading Festival were amazing. They got us some on-site diesel, yeah. and, um, <laughs> yeah. and filled the filled the tour bus up. But I was thinking, you know, that was one of the highlights of my career, and it was incredible. And if that car ran out, literally yeah. one mile before, wow. I would never have done it. And um, that is. It crazy, was just like you know when you, th- you say things, everything happens for a reason uh-huh. and power in the mind. It was just like honestly, the the fact that it literally rolled over the line and we ran to the side of the stage was incredible. And it's like some shit from a movie, literally. It, and yeah. it was the one time we usually film our, our stuff behind the scenes. And that time I thought I can't be asked. We didn't have any GoPro. Oh running. no, not like this. And we just kept saying, "Imagine yeah. like the views." Oh, <laughs> yeah. man, it, fucking it was honestly incredible. Yeah. Fuck okay, it, you got the memory. That is it. That yeah. is that's it. all, man. It's out there now. Everyone yeah. knows exactly. Yeah, man. That, no, that sounds that sounds so crazy. I sound, I, you know what? Who you know who must have been stressed as fuck? The driver, man. Driver was sweating. <laughs> 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 
he's sweating his back off. Belting it, do you know what I mean? I was like, and, yeah. and he still, he, he has that as like his biggest accolade now. It's like, I got you to Reading Festival. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yes, you did. Fair wheels, play. for two, two front wheels just over. <laughs> Literally. Um, and everybody has a rider. Yeah. Okay. Um, what is on your rider? We have, are you are you a diva? I've heard stories about some wait, of the craziest well, um, things. Rider. A, a rider is so when you rock up to a concert, festival, show, whatever, yeah. it's you get given your room. This is where you hang out. Yeah. And what drinks, food, stuff would you want sitting there? Uh, For example, I think JJ. I could be wrong. Something on with strawberry. Yeah. So no, he has stuff like that. But then I'm pretty sure for one rider, he put I only want the blue M and M's. <laughs> So like, he, oh, but no, no, no. But th- it, there's even crazier ones of like, um, I think like Kanye or Jay-Z said, I want everything in the room to be white. Everything has to be yeah, white. Yeah, and yeah. there's loads of crazy stories. Yeah. There is. Do you, you one like know of any crazy riders that you've seen or witnessed? And what's on yours? Mine is quite humble. I've, I've just changed it recently. Okay. Um, it's just a few bottles of Ciroc. Yeah. AU. Well, it went from Smirnoff and now it's Ciroc. It went from He went from Rushkinoff vodka oh, to Glenn's Smirnoff. Glenn. <laughs> Rushkinoff cough. Yeah. Literally. Is that no, what it's called? Yeah. Literally. I, I agree on that. It's, mm-hmm. look, it's like Ciroc, AU, some mm-hmm. champagne. And then it's just like a selection of sandwiches, crisps, popcorn, Simple sweets. Stuff, yeah. Um, T-shirt. So when I come off stage, I get another Adidas T-shirt. Oh, that's on. good. Yeah. Um, Are you sponsored by socks. them? They yeah. send me loads of stuff. Oh, they send you stuff. Sick. I don't necessarily get paid. Yeah, yeah. Yet. Not yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keep in mind, but, um, you yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next Christmas ads. Yeah, one minute. yeah. Um, I get everything pretty much sick. sent to me. So they they sort me out. So I get an Adidas T-shirt, um, deodorant, chewing gum, mouthwash. All that good stuff. Just, you know, when, when you're going from show to show, yeah. you, you want the refreshment. Be fresh, yeah, but yeah, they're no, pretty normal stuff. And then we say um, pizza upon request. So if we want yeah. hot food, they'll order a pizza. Yeah, yeah. But as for Mad Riders, the only mad one I'd say, I can't remember if it was Chris Brown or Drake, but he was at a venue we were meant to play at pretty much the same week. And um, we went, we turned up to the gig and there was a backstage area that was fully kitted out. You know, in like, it was unbelievable. I've never seen anything like it. And I was like, you know, this has changed since the last time I came. And they went, oh, um, Drake or Chris Brown, I can't yeah. remember who, um, requested this, uh, this rider. You needed like a room, this diameter. When you say kitted out, what was it? like? Just what, like, what, it was what like, was it was all a certain, it was all like suede. It was all, oh, it was like themed. the right, yeah. It was yeah. like, it was weird. Yeah. And um, I was just thinking like, it looks like they're about to have a party. That's mm-hmm. how it was. Mm-hmm. I was like, what's this? He was like, oh, it was for our Drake or Chris Brown show the other day, but um, they didn't turn up. So they, oh, they required no. all this stuff on the rider. They did it, knock through walls and like pro- a proper, <laughs> proper thing on and they never turned up. Bro, wow. that is hard. You, you ever missed a, a show? Like, I've what? missed a show, never yeah. missed a show, never missed ever a show. in my life. No, not oh. through illness, through anything. I've, um, I've touched wood just... I've been ill, and then yeah. like the day before, I made a miraculous recovery. I've what, never what, missed a show. What happens? Like, what's a, what happens when you miss a show? Like, I think you just, people uh, angry actually don't no, tell a lie. A... I missed a one Ibiza rock show last year. Yeah, because um, I didn't have the vaccine and I couldn't travel. Oh, oh, I feel like okay. a bit different. Yeah, but like... we have to. But all they do is just they just say to the people, "Look, really sorry, the artist couldn't arrive for whatever reason. Yeah, if you want a refund." Contact this person. If yeah. you want to carry on, we've got a substitute, a substitute yeah. artist. Yeah, just or whatever. someone else in. Yeah, but um, but getting back to the rider thing, I did a festival once in, oh God knows where, I feel like it's Cardiff or somewhere. And um, 
Snoop Dogg was performing. No, it wasn't. 50 Cent was performing with G-Unit. Yep. Sick. And then we were backstage. Yeah. We had an amazing backstage area. And then after my set, there was another backstage area with Nando's. I thought, oh, amazing. Like, I'm going to go in there and get some Nando's. Went to walk in. They were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Is that me? I'm, I'm an artist. He's like, no, no, no. You can't come in. Like, I was like, all right, whatever. And it turns out that on 50 Cent's rider, it was, he wanted like a Nando section for him and his boys. So that whole Sick. section was just 50 Cent and G unit eating Nando's. And I was that like, that is oh, amazing. Yeah, yeah. That's where you want to be at though. <laughs> yeah. I'm just there staring through the fence, watching 50 Cent eat Nando's like, Whoa. yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, have you done like warm, it, warm up sets uh, for if there's like bigger artists coming on after um, or yeah, anything, sh- stuff like that? Yeah, like Sean Paul, I suppose like festivals, you know, depending on where you are on the yeah, on the lineup, course. you're always warming up for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I'd say like, yeah, Sean Paul, um, Drake, what's your 50 Cent? Um, pretty much all of them, but it's, people think, oh, you were there partying with them and you weren't. You're like, you, you Just, turn up, yeah. do your set and yeah. you go. You yeah. did, do you meet them? Like, obviously the ones Rarely. I mean, like, obviously stuff. Jingle Bell Ball um, that I just did at the O2, you meet all the artists, but it's just more of like, a, oh, you're right, mate. Yeah, cool, yeah. cool. Yeah, cool. Um, but for me, people always say, do you ever get starstruck? And I don't. I've, I don't think I've ever been starstruck, but I was in Jingle Bell Ball and I was walking onto stage as JLS were walking off. Oh, now, yeah. I've obviously watched JLS yeah. in concert JLS. a lot of times. And Got the condoms. <laughs> I knew. I just had a feeling that was going to come, gonna come yeah. Um And they're, to me, they're legends. And I, I, I know of them, but I've never really spoke to any of them other than Marvin because he's a, produ- uh, a presenter on Capital. Yeah. But... Um, as I was walking on, they just kind of all walked off. And as they walked past me, they were like, oh, yes, Nave. I was like, I see. You, you know me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, That's weird. They just like, jumped oh, straight yeah. to the nickname yeah, yeah, as well. They didn't like, mess around. I was yeah. like, yes, lads. And just walked past him. So things like that make me maybe realize how far I've come. Yeah. I wouldn't say starstruck, but um, things like that. I'm just like, oh, that was weird. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I think the only time I've ever being starstruck and i've i've said there would only be two scenarios where i think i genuinely would be and that was that would be drake and ronaldo yeah and then when i met ronaldo and i shot a video with him if you look at that video there's sweat dripping down my face really it is so bad it was a great video a couple years three four years ago okay so it was a while back was it italy or it was no no it was uh final year at madrid i think just before he went. So yeah, whenever that was. And I just remember there and bro, you can just see it. My face is mad gassed. red. Uh, and I'm sweating. I was having, I was gassed. No, I was gassed. Yeah, I was so gassed. But at the same time, I'm, I'm also there. And it's different because if I was just meeting him yeah. and just saying, yes, what's going on? How are yeah, you? Yeah, blah, blah, yeah. Blah, that's different. I was also there having to make a video. So the stress is like 10 but times. But you're sitting down with him talking. It's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, imagine, you know, you get into a room with someone and they're like, right, make a tune. Yeah. It's a little it's bit. Like, oh, okay. I, I've, only, yeah, I've yeah. had a one starstruck moment. Mine's, re- mine's a bit of an odd <laughs> one, actually. Um, it, Met I the local so boss I, man I, out I on think a night it, out. I think it was at Wembley and I was on the side of the picture for something. And I'm a United fan. So real, and this was maybe a bit earlier in my YouTube career. And Real yeah. Ferdinand's walking past us and he's mm. coming up to meet everyone. Yeah. He comes up to me, puts sand out and he goes, you're right, mate. And I look at him like, Mm. <laughs> and I was like, "This is cool, but gas, yeah, 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 yeah." And he was like, "You okay?" <laughs> I was like, "Yeah." Yeah, footballers get me gas. I think it's it's weird with footballers and like musicians. Footballers love musicians and rappers yeah, and DJs. They do, but we love the footballers, yeah. so we're like, ah. yeah, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're bad. a big football fan, though. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. You're a big Villa, of course. Yeah, yeah, always. Villa fan. Uh, and that sort of anyone that goes to your show, they'll probably see at yeah. least a Villa scarf. A Villa scarf, yeah, yeah. Any of the Villa squad? Yeah, I know a few of the boys. It's like um. 
at the end of the day, they're, they've chased their dream and they've, they've reached it. And obviously you have to do the same. So there's always an element of respect mm-hmm. um, between us. And obviously I was good friends. I say was, still am good friends with Jack. Not because he's left, yeah. I don't like him anymore. But he would always just be lovely and sort me out with, with tickets, whatever. Yeah. And um, when he left, I thought, shit, how am I going to get tickets to away <laughs> games? But um, John McGinn stepped up and he's given me a few tickets. Oh, what like, a legend, man. Yeah, and you know, I, now I did um, something for the Ghanaian Lions, and which is like a massive Ghanaian Villa fan base in Ghana. Yeah. And um, Tyrone Mings reached out and was like, look, I can chip in because I paid for their TV subscription for the year. Oh, sick. And um, he was like, I'll chip in. And we, we, we talk as a mutual respect. Yeah. And um, I know I talked talk to a few of the coaches and, and stuff as well. And it's a very family run kind of club. That's so cool, it's though. nice that they, they show an interest in what I do because I clearly show an interest in what, in what they do. Yeah. And um, Villa's got a lot of like famous fans like cricketers and Prince William and Harry Potter actors. It's so, true, actually, and, we, and we it? and we do actually all talk quite a bit, and um, it's nice. But for me, it's you know, like I say, I get gas watching them doing their thing, and then I'll put like a video up of me DJing, and I'll have you know Villa players message me on Instagram going, "Yo, that's mad!" I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. "Fucking hell!" I like, need to be at the next yeah, one. I was that there thing, watching yeah. you last week beating Chelsea. I was yeah, mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, I think there's a mutual respect for the the success we both have, but. Um, but yeah, to be able to be so close and respected by the Villas, like mad for me, yeah. You mentioned that you were, um, or, you, or you spoke to a few times, at least Ian Smith, yeah, who yeah, yeah. was uh, the previous Villa manager. Mm. Um, and what are your thoughts now with Stevie G coming in? Yeah. And how do, you, how, do you think, how do you think the side's getting on so far? I mean, I've been impressed. What do you think? Of course, I think, look, Dean was amazing. To have a Villa fan as your manager and then at the time have a Villa fan as your captain, Jack, mm and getting promotion and survival in the Premier League, I think we'll all remember for the rest of our lives. Obviously, when Dean was left, it was um, it was sad. And for me, it was a bit like, oh, that's gutting because he's such a good lad. And then obviously Stevie's come in and there has been uh, an uplift. And I think that's just always normal when there's the a new, new manager, manager of course. Always. Yeah. Um, I think we are in a, we're in, we're in a good position right now. I think we're in a good shape. I think the players are really playing for Stevie. And a lot of these players are probably gassed out their head that they've got Steven Gerrard as their manager. Yeah, yeah so it's a bit you know, nuts, isn't it? Yeah, like, the young lads are like icon, one of the best midfielders ever. They're gonna play. Yeah, they're gonna play up. the heart out week mm-hmm. in week out, and it's showing. So I'm hoping we kick we kick on. People yeah. are saying, "Oh, you're only a few points off Europe now." I'm like, "Chill out." Uh, you play uh, don't be yeah, drinks yeah, in yeah, it now. Yeah, yeah, play FPL. Say so again. Do you play no, FPL? I don't. Do you know what it is? I don't know how people have time. It's fucking. Oh, I was just about mental. to say it's so time consuming, man. It Do you takes, play it? it yeah, yeah. No, we, no. But the on, tell was, them the yeah. So, the, so the only thing, the only re- I've done it before, and what tends to happen is after about two or three weeks you in, stop. I go, I can't be asked. So we decided that the only way to combat this was by putting all of our group chat in a league and saying the bottom two have to pay for a holiday everybody else yeah. okay who's in this group so, chat can we find so, out yeah um, so we've got like it's got, obviously got us two we've got um harry rotoshaw part of the sidemen bazinga uh bazinga as well um we've got theo baker the geezer that don't let touch the ox cable yeah. okay um shit dj you just probably yeah. don't want to meet Theo. Baker. we've got really <laughs> <laughs> if anything if you ever hear he's at an event just yeah just walk we've out got, we've got, <laughs> you know how you said you don't mind requests if you see a, a blonde geezer yeah. hurtling just towards like, you just drop an elbow <laughs> yeah. no problem you're doing us all We've, but we've got quite a few of us okay, uh, cool. in there. And There's yeah. nine of us, yeah. Who's yeah. losing? 
right now we have got oh wait who is actually in no, the is I'm it will will any little points update for the entire yeah. <laughs> because the they, they've been following podcast. along here so right now in ninth place we have joel morris yeah um and then in eighth place we have will lenny are they rich? Lenny. um they're 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 well off. They're, yeah. they're, the whole point is everyone in this league <laughs> is financially they capable can pay for a of, of doing it, but nobody wants to do nobody it. Nobody wants right? to do it. Yeah, it is true. But like, if Will loses, like, who's at the top of the table? It's not too bad. Come on, bro. Is it you? You already know. He's having a really good week as well. To be fair, but yeah, so, we, so we've got this going on, and this is the sole reason why we've. Um, we like why take everyone it now take yeah, it seriously. Yeah. We did it last year for the first time, and the losers had to pay for a night out in Mayfair. Okay, so expensive. that was a few. Probably more expensive than the holiday. No, I yeah, you. potentially. Mate, like, the way the game works, it'll have you watching games like fucking Burnley versus Leeds. Like you'll be sat there, yeah, yeah, screams, and they're like, "Come I on, Chris let... Ward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are there. And Leeds with half a squad, and you're there, like, yeah, I know all these youngsters now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's true, man. It's true. Cool. Right. Well. Towards the end of every single podcast, what we like to do is uh, read out a few fan uh, scenarios. Now, usually we do dating advice, but because this is our very first podcast of 2022, yeah, right, we have decided to read out a few of um, the fans' New Year's resolutions. Oh, okay, I like that. Wait, have you got have you got a New Year's resolution at all? I mean, we, we spoke um, about it briefly. New Year's resolution. Do you know what it is for me? It's it's probably trying to find some time to switch off a little bit. Because yeah. like we said earlier, it's just non-stop, relentless work and, and focus and mental stress. You need so for me, I would like to go on holiday. Yeah, yeah. I want to go on holiday and just chill out and just relax. You should leave the phone. Where, where leave would, the phone where, at home. Where, where, or, or, or take you... a Nokia brick so that it's only no, no, strictly no, no phone internet. calls that you <laughs> where, can make. Where would you go? I would like, love to go to the Maldives. Um, I was, I was, the yeah. or Bora Bora something like that I've always wanted yeah, yeah. to go there yeah, yeah. you need any spots I got you you got me M- M- Maldives is unbelievable okay. but you gotta make sure you go to the right ones I'm like I'm like a, a travel agent you know so just shout me yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll hold you to that I fucking grew up in Egypt Vietnam I don't know okay so um, <laughs> let's go let's start off now um, we refer to them as fellas and felitas so a felita has said her New Year's resolution is that in the month of January, she has called it No Dick January. <laughs> she wants to have no dick during the month of January. Uh, what's the longest dry spell you've been on? <laughs> <laughs> um, so what's what's your reckon? longest chip? While you have a thing. Oh, chip, a lo- the- long time. Look <laughs> at me, man. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I do. Now, what were you going to do? I actually think it was. Oh, man. Like, Not including like the 20 something years. No, 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 no. Yeah, okay. Twenty years. No, he's changed shit. um, No, No, I definitely. uh, He's got red. Definitely, uh, (laughs) definitely, uh, definitely got to be a year or two. A year of drugs. No way. Yeah, (laughs) swear to God. Wait, what? There would be time. There was uh, definitely a period in my life where I just didn't give a shit. Really, you yeah. just weren't interested. Get me on Call of Duty, man. Like, I'm trying to prestige. Like you're, you're the, you're the fucking that, virgin listen, shouting outrageous obscenities yeah, to me on the that, mic. That 30 seconds I can have with you, nothing's better. 30 than seconds. Yeah, now, if, uh, 30 seconds if that's, you're lucky. That's good. Those are good numbers. You know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he was breaking records listen, with those 30 listen, seconds. There's nothing better than you know. What about bro. you? What's the longest dry spot you've had? <laughs> Two weeks, bro. I don't know, to be honest. Do you know what it is? I'm, I am usually, I'm notoriously a relationship guy. So I've always really? usually got a girlfriend. Okay. I have been single for about a year. Yeah. Um, and how have you found the single life? It's been all right. It's been yeah. lovely, yeah. It's just you, ready, been, you ready to settle down again? Um, 
you know what? I'm not. I know it sounds very cliche and weird, but if the yeah. right person comes, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. But for me, it's like I'm just. I'm still young. I like to think 27. Yeah. Same, 27, so 27. Are we, are we still young? Yeah. 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 Uh, you're you're you know, we are, May, yeah. We are still mid-20s okay. and I won't hear it. But I feel like, well, we're not mid-20s. We no, we're, we're, we're 24, 25, 26. That's 20, it. Uh, is that over again? We are, we are late 20s. Yeah, but I feel like when we're like 32, we'll still be the cool 30s. So I think we've got a still we've got a good five years. Yeah. When you get to like 32, 33, it's like grow up. Are yeah. you sure? Are you, are you just telling yourself this? Are I'm we, telling myself we, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, you well, have to. No, you, you sure, have to. Yeah. no, I do agree. I do agree. Okay. I think. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think all of us here, like, we're not. We don't. We're not in jobs where it's like you know. Does yeah, that make any sense? I think like, we can be useful for a bit longer yeah, than we're the rest. A little bit, yeah, but no, for me, it's um, yeah, it's having fun, having fun, having fun. Okay, cool. Uh, right. The next one is. Uh, this is again from another Felita. She says, improve my mental health and be the happiest I could possibly be. Now, I'll be honest with you. Uh, New Year's resolutions like this, kind of shit, right? And the reason why... No, and, <laughs> never I, work. No, she, no, she's that's just seriously come though. at you and said, she wants to improve her mental health, all this. And nah. you've just gone, yeah, that's a shit resolution. No, no, no. You can improve your mental health and there's things you can do. But to say to be the happiest I can possibly be, that is not for you to decide, sweetheart. Yeah. yeah? The universe has plans for you. Define happy. Yeah. yeah. No, exactly. And, and like, what do, what is it a matter of waking up in the morning going, oh, I'll just be happy today. Yeah. If it was that easy. We'd all do it. Yeah. So unfortunately, you've got a shit New Year's resolution. But there are things you can do <laughs> to improve your mental health. Absolutely. One of those is taking holidays. Taking time yeah. out. You've got to take I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. I'm yeah. going to do that. Take a time out. So yeah, I would, uh, I would recommend that. Uh, here we go. Uh, next one. A fella says his New Year's resolution is to get into a football academy. Now, that's look, did you know? Here's, 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 here's another reason why that's a shit uh, oh, God, New Year's you're resolution. Just killing everyone's dreams, there. No, I'm telling you, Boke just killing no everyone's dreams. You know what? Go for your academy, mate. <laughs> no, no, no. Absolutely, I'm not saying don't go for it, but just be prepared. The chances are you'll probably fail. Don't matter. At least you tried. It depends how good you are. Yeah. yeah. Like, so there's a lot of dead ballers out the, there. The, that the, think but they the can worst get into thing is, man. if you didn't try, like, if you come away from it, you're like, you know what, I fucking try my best. And you know what, maybe I'm just not good enough. Then you can walk away and be like, let me try something else. But if you didn't even bother, you could um, always look back and be like, you know what, I actually was Did you two want to be footballers? Sport. Everybody wanted no, to be a footballer. Because I'm fucking dog Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So and I'm shit at football. I think I'm, I always think, I don't want to lie on my deathbed and think, if I put my mind to it, I could have been a footballer. Were you decent? When you was like, I was a goalkeeper and I was yeah. okay. I you wasn't good. I wasn't bad. Right. Oh, but oh, I played for a yeah. crap team. So we always conceded about 10 goals a game. Yeah, yeah. However, I'll get man of the match most games. That's yeah. how bad we were. Because you, you were like Leeds. Top of the bonus points. Always, always conceded, but making so Literally. many saves. So for me, I sometimes think, I don't want to sit there and think, if I just gave no attention to anything else but football, could I have made it? Yeah. Do you think that? No, I'm, I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad Not I didn't try. I was actually dog shit. Okay. But in my head, no, looking back, like I was dog shit. But at, at the time, I was there. Like I just don't understand why I'm not yeah. getting scouted here. Yeah, and I was shit. And, well, I, no, I know it was yeah. because I was shit. But at the time, I'm there, and then of course I got a knee injury. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. That's the old day. Yeah, yeah, I got a knee injury. Um, has anyone told you you look like Begovic? Who? Begovic, the goalkeeper. No, I get told what, Marcus Alonso and Toby from Pretty Little Liars. Marcus, Marcus Alonso, what's your driving like? Oh, <laughs> fucking hell. 
Jesus Christ. Uh, anyways. I uh, was trying to avoid bringing that up and you've just gone straight in. No, nah, you can't. Uh, anyways, uh, he's a Chelsea fan over there, so. <laughs> um, but um, <laughs> yeah, my driving's all right. <laughs> You're driven, yeah. yeah oh, well, that's a good one. You got a car? I have a car. What car you got? It's a Range Sport. Ooh, yeah, nice. Yeah. You like it? I love it. Does it break down a lot? Never. Obviously, I've heard, I hear mixed things about, but then I think it's people just say that. people that people don't say that can't afford one. a range. Yes, that's what I'm thinking. That's what I was thinking. Because when um, I had a Range Rover, it didn't break down. Yeah, my range has been amazing. Yeah. yeah. You got, you got, is there a car that you'd be like, yo, I wouldn't mind. I, wouldn't mind I would one. like a Lamborghini, but the thing is with me, I'm so tall, I can't have sports I, I cars. I do feel like it's uncomfortable for you in that. The Urus? Lamborghini Urus? The 4x4 Lamborghini? I'm not sure. You've definitely seen it. You've definitely seen it. I want a G Wagon. Okay. Or a Lamborghini, but a really sporty one. But just for show. Yeah. Uh, you can't fit, you can't fit in an event. We, went, we had a G-Wagon on this road trip we went on once. And yeah. how shit was it? Like, in terms shit of, is calm. And it, and it moves. It, no, like it's cool. It's the coolest G-Wagon and all. But like it drives. But badly. to be fair, this was like four or five years ago. And supposedly, from what I've heard, is the new G-Wagons are much better for driving. Ooh. Before, we would turn a corner and it felt like the whole things were going to tip on its Tip-over, side. Yeah, yeah. It's but a proper heard, footballer whip, isn't it? It is. It's definitely a little footballer whip. Absolutely. What mind a Bentley or Rolls Royce? Nah, like Bentley's that. for an all night. A Rolls Royce though. Just a little bit luxury, you know. A race. Yeah. I want the stars in the stars in the, the rooftop. So that would be my go-to. All right, cool. We have. <laughs> There's some outrageous shit in here, by the way. Yo, uh, by the way, just speaking of the stars in the roof, I find it. Re- I saw some on Facebook. I know what this like, is going to be. Like our Facebook post, but it was posted on Twitter, and they, uh, people have been putting stars in like courses. <laughs> oh, I've seen that. <laughs> I've seen that. I've seen that. I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. Nah, the, it cracks what, me up a little bit. Nah, I've, do, it I've done it in to. my range. You've done it in your range? <laughs> no, 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 no. But I've thought about a it. A range you can probably get away with. Right? We're talking about like we're talking bangers. About a yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like of course, that. isn't that? Yeah, yeah. The, wor- the worst on is, and look, if you did this, it's fine, but just let it know, be judged, are the dons that poke holes in their exhaust so that it makes a. And I'm there like, oh my God. It's not healthy at all. Exactly. Uh, right. This fella says, uh, my New Year's resolution is to stop banging coke two times a week. All right. Uh, uh, I hope that you can uh, you can achieve that, brother. <laughs> he, he picks these out, by the way, and sends them yeah. to him. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he yeah, sat yeah. there laughing his head off. And he like, knows yeah. where he's got to come in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Blood, yeah. No wonder he's laughing. Sure, so how'd you do that? <laughs> <laughs> here we go. All right. The last one here is from a fella. And uh, like your advice on this one, potentially, is uh, to get over my girlfriend who just broke up with me and work on myself. What would you, what, what advice would you give this, this fella here to get over his girlfriend? <laughs> um, okay, let's be diplomatic. It depends what they've done to you. Have they left? Do you know if they've left She's left or? him. She's left him. She's left him. She's probably you, right now getting shagged by yeah, someone. You've got a shag of us, mate. You have to. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, literally yeah. the. Uh, that's what I said. Anyways, maybe we'll just leave it on that note and, and move on. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, guys, thank you very much. Thank you, Nathan. Thank you for, for, uh, yeah, thank for you being a part yeah, of this. I've recovered during the second yes. half. I feel like I got way better. We were drinking. That's what it was time honestly. for. <laughs> First half of that podcast was... Until, was until you made him neck that drink, yeah. Yeah. He, he was you down and out. You saved me in the end. Thank but you. it was good because did yeah, try. you had a really interesting story. Have you, got, have you got... Uh, just quickly before we go, have we got anything coming out? Have you got a tour happening? Is there anywhere people can go and watch you live? Like, Where can yeah. people Promote your shit right now. Go drop it. I've just finished a UK tour. Yeah. which was amazing my first one and it was sold out and it was just incredible so I'm hoping next year we'll do a bigger tour yeah um, so can people stay up to date follow you on Instagram yeah, is that the Instagram, best place to, to Nathan stay Door, Twitter yeah. everywhere Easy, and um, yeah more music coming out and just yeah giving out Happy good days. music good tours we've got to bring tours. us to a show 
Bro, we'll come. No, well, bro, next time we go to Ibiza, yeah, hopefully yeah. you'll be at yeah. your residence. Yeah. We're going to turn up. This summer, Ibiza rocks, you're there. Definitely. All right, guys. Have a fantastic time from me, Chip, and Nathan. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Later. Peace.